Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Hosts Nick, Mike, and special co-host Chad take their water cooler talk from the office to the web as they discuss their favorite movies, shows, and all other content in between. In this week's episode, the boys kick back and catch each other up on what they've been playing lately. So, what's playing? Welcome to another episode of Showboys. My name is Mike, and I'm joined as always by my good friend Nick. And for our monthly What's Playing episode, our good friend Chad. How's it going, guys? Going dandy. Going great. Nice. Uh, as our um, the intro music was playing there, I realized that my water bottle is not by my side my coaster is empty and i'm very oh, sad man. we've been I, here before yeah i feel like it's i feel like it's down here somewhere i feel like it's like a 50 50 shot if you bring that water bottle down with you yeah even one time i had it down here and i drank it all before we even started so right <laughs> i was like oh well, might as well just not even have had it um but yeah oh we forgot hobbs is here not as usual but as as sometimes he graces us with his presence, tonight is one of those nights. Welcome, Hobbs. He's happy to be here. He nice. told me himself. Nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we uh, we thought we would follow suit from last week with our our what we call general what's watching episode, where we just catch each other up on what we've been watching. Uh, we were talking and d- like figured out that we actually haven't had one of these for what's playing really yet so um yeah that's what we're gonna do tonight we're just gonna hang out catch each other up on uh what we've been playing and see where the the show goes from there it should be really fun i always enjoy these uh episodes that kind of um are more loose and uh not really like honing in on a super specific topic because they always tend to go in fun places so yeah i'm excited uh, have you guys been playing a lot of games lately Chad, I know you you are probably yeah. the biggest gamer of the the three of us. Yeah, I played uh I played quite a bit actually. I did uh, so the legendary edition of Mass Effect came out. Yeah. And we kind of we kind of briefly <clears throat> touched on that uh, one of our episodes that I had never played those games and I really wanted mm-hmm. to play them. So it was like the perfect opportunity to do so. So I dove in and I was like completely enamored by them. I think they're all relatively amazing games um i had probably have very few negative things to say about them but up until you get to andromeda which i actually revisited again at the end of the trilogy but oh man they're 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 so good they're they're very i didn't realize how very star wars-esque they are they're like if star wars took place in the milky way that's how i would describe them to somebody that doesn't quite yeah, play was- them I just thought it was like a Star Wars Halo hybrid esque, yeah. like the feel of it. Like it's just very like compact, like Halo, if that makes sense in my mind. Yeah, it's like uh it's like a mixture of Halo, Star Wars. You got like some Star Trek elements in there with the Normandy and stuff. So right. I don't know, man. I uh 
I, I made the the deal that I was going to at least play through the trilogy from beginning to end. And I think that the, it has something really unique that doesn't ever get done in games, not to my knowledge that I can really even think of, which is the how your decisions transfer from game to game. So if you make a decision to kill somebody yeah. or save somebody in one, that person's either dead or alive in two and, you know, various different stuff like that. And it's like such a gaming thing, but it, it doesn't seem to happen very often, which is in odd. the, in the remastered. I mean, is that pretty seamless how they do that as far? Is it all like one package game and you can basically yeah. just move through them? Yeah. So, okay. you, so it's, it's very seamless. I mean, there's, so I think the Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3, when they came out on the PS3, they had like a graphic novel animated movie type of deal, which let you make the decisions quickly. Mm-hmm. So those are still there if you want to watch them. If there's like been a gap between the games, you want to catch up on stories and stuff. But you can re- you can literally just, you know, make all the decisions in one, go to two and it picks right up where you were. And yeah. You really don't have to do anything. So, yeah, there is an option. Um, Found it, boys. Found if it. If you don't. If you didn't play like a previous one or didn't have like a save file for it, um, you could just like pick a general pack of decisions or something to that effect. Yeah, but it was always good to have the the previous p- previous pickup there because that, that was just such a cool element. Yeah, I, I just thought it was really cool that like after I got done and finished three and I, I remembered there was like some controversy with three. So I went back and watched some videos and I saw like characters in three that were like, the, this player's like right hand man and he died in one for me and I never even used him in my party at all and you know I just think it's a cool way to craft your own story and it's kind of what gaming's all about and it doesn't mm-hmm. seem to happen at all outside of Mass Effect unless you guys can name one because I can't off the top of my head name any games that let you do that the only game that does something remotely close to that that comes to mind for me uh, is probably one that you might not think Really? But uh, the old like NCAA football games where you could import your draft class. Oh, yeah, yeah, into yeah. Madden. That's, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But other than that, like, I, I can't think of anything that has uh, that. Like, you, yeah, you would permanent... think it would definitely be. Sorry. No, I was I was kind of my thought was kind of done there. Permanent like <laughs> transfer of game stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i was gonna say i think there was like a little bit of lag there um yeah yeah it's weird that first it's such a strong storytelling element that it's just really kind of done in mass effect and then like sports games right right it's carrying yeah. over like that kind of stuff right. and sports games aren't necessarily a storytelling element i guess right. in a very obscure way you could make that argument but yeah I'm they've not. definitely gotten like okay so i haven't like really played uh, a sports game since high school probably like really played one like i used to be really into madden a lot like middle school and high school um but the little bit that i have played off and on through the years they are becoming like very rpg-esque and uh like to the point where you can create basically create your character and start out in like high school or college and then like play through college until you get drafted and then like you get drafted and you have to like work your way onto the roster and until you're starting and all this stuff like that um so it's basically become like 
yeah rpgs for jocks which is hilarious yeah <laughs> there you go that's that is, that's perfect <laughs> because you get like uh as you're playing with your if you do like uh, they're usually like career mode or whatever um you know after you play some games or or after you get finished with a game uh you like earn different attribute points that you can put into like speed or catch or throw or strength or whatever to improve your, so it literally is like an rpg just for jocks and it's it's hilarious because they like really get into it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but then they're like make fun of people like us who play like right world of warcraft or yeah, like oh he's nerds get a life yeah not, <laughs> not, not much anymore i don't know if that's a thing but definitely i i enjoyed the evolution of just the mainstreamness of gaming like obviously mm-hmm. it's always been big but now there's a game for every single niche yeah um, all the way to your 90 year old grandma's playing candy crush or farmville whatever right. it is so um definitely and then especially <laughs> when they started adding the rpg elements into everything to where like oh yeah we've done that for 20 plus more years right um, yeah. <laughs> okay i don't i i don't i mean to interrupt you i, I was gonna say i don't mean to interrupt you but i totally do because i'm interrupting you but yeah. uh before we started uh i was watching a trailer for a movie called werewolves within which it looks mm. to look like like it's gonna be kind of funny i text cody uh if you're a new listener to the show <clears throat> cody was one of the original co-hosts and he does a lot of behind the scenes stuff for us here at the show um but i text him because he's a, a horror guy it's like a horror comedy and, and every anytime i come across a trailer that looks mildly interesting i always text cody i'm like hey you need to watch this um text him that and then he just replied with a picture of a chicken Let's see if you can see that okay you're probably not gonna be able to nope. declare but <laughs> he just texts me a picture of a whole chicken and says i'll check it out in a minute finishing my smoked chicken so, uh, <laughs> yeah he recently got a smoker and has taken a liking to it apparently yeah <laughs> but it's like okay just getting pictures of chickens all right uh we got a comment here from jordan our good friend uh another contributor contributor to the show boys i can't speak uh rpg football games defensive line or warriors paladins and a half elf woodland ranger as quarterback <laughs> yeah i dig it pretty good i dig it. i get behind that um yeah man madden's getting very rpg like for sure but uh yeah now that i totally derailed what you guys were talking about yeah continue. It's, it's all good yeah i think it i, I think it is funny that and I can't remember what year it is, but to go to what Nick was saying, how games have become so big, I think it was maybe 2019 or 2018. They made more money than movies, TV shows, and music combined, I think. Mm-hmm. I think so, I think that that report kind of came out early 2020. So I think yeah. 2019 COVID, would be deal. the year. Yeah. So it, it, it's always funny to see people that like are like think they're anti-game and they're like, oh, I don't. I don't have time to play video games, and then they sit down and play Candy Crush or Angry Birds. Then I want to yeah. be like, but that's a that's a they, still it's, game. It's like, yeah, they almost don't see it as a video game. It's so weird. Yeah. But, well, in their defense, I don't see those as video games either because I start playing those are not games. gaming. But <laughs> right, technically, if you want to get technical, it is. Um, but yeah, I, I feel the same way too. Kind of um, about esports. Like uh, anyone who knows me knows I'm very passionate about esports. Um, 
but like a similar stat, Chad. Uh, most most years, the League of Legends like World Championship tournament uh, has like the finals for the the World Championship has more viewers than the World Series, Stanley Cup, and NBA Finals combined. Yeah, which right. is ridiculous because yeah, bananas. That's too. I mean, hockey, I guess, would be considered you know a major sport, but the lesser of you know the more the more major sports of nfl nba and you know mlb um but the fact that pro league of legends can you know have those types of numbers to beat out the nba and the mlb uh and you know the nhl combined is pretty ridiculous but it just goes to show how uh how how much gaming has infiltrated just like everyday culture here even right. you know coming down to just watching let alone playing yeah it's pretty nuts yeah so so you know i i finished up the mass effect trilogy i didn't i kind of hinted on it earlier that whatever maybe nick you can fill me in or i don't know what people were upset about by the by three where i don't know if you played it when it came out and you were around for whatever was so damaging to the reputation of the game i didn't see it when i played it so i don't know if it was taken out or what but. did that have something to do with how it ended or something yeah That's that, I that that mostly um i wasn't like active playing the game because the game had came out and like obviously everyone that wanted to play it played it and that all became a thing i played it sometime later um but i played the previous ones essentially it was mostly the you know it's it was so anticipated. It was the third and final one. It was just everyone just had all their expectations and right. all that stuff. So really, that's why you did not notice it. And probably no one will notice it now because, you know, it was an at the time kind of, you know, the, the third and the third of the trilogy. Everyone had their expectations on what it was supposed to be, what it could have been. And they, I think they just felt um, like the ending, mostly like Mike said, is where it kind of just drop for some people um almost like it kind of goes nowhere or didn't have like a complete resolution to everything and yeah. i think another big part of it was and maybe this you could probably still notice a little bit but it made a lot of the last like two three in all the games like almost seemed pointless kind of thing um <laughs> yeah i yeah i mean i i i can get where that comes from because it does seem like in three, even though I, I, it, I'd be hard fought to say three isn't my favorite. I think it is. But in three, the entire way everything plays out doesn't seem like it takes into account those choices you made in one and two, even though it supposedly was supposed to. I think right. the only thing you get outside of it is, you know, characters that are dead you can't use anymore. And, and that's really it. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I got to the end of three and I was like, even though I was starting to get a little bit run down because the game plays relatively the same between all three of them, especially two and three. I, I still loved every second of it. I thought three was like the, the perfect cap to the trilogy, but I can see where your choices in one and two don't really have any major effect on the way the story plays out. Right. And if I remember correctly too, like, you know, basically you're, you're narrowed down at the end too, as far as, was there three choice? There's two choices, but if you do some certain story elements, you have a third. Right. Um, and I think that just kind of, you know, for a game that had been so complex and like the choices and everything matters, 
people just felt like it didn't matter ultimately at the end. And yeah. And I think that, though, yeah, right. I think they might've patched in a fourth choice. I only had two choices because you have to have, like you said, you have to do a certain amount of get a certain amount of uh, military resources or whatever it was called to get that third and fourth yeah. ending. But if you look, I, I went back and watched like the other endings I didn't get. They're all relatively the same. Yeah. Like it all plays out pretty much identical. Just it depends what group of people get killed and yeah. you know, all the mass relays get destroyed and every single one of them. And it's just, yeah. I mean, I can see where, where people were upset about the way that played out because they were almost identical, but I thought just three with, finally bringing the reapers attacking and everything they were like this it almost felt like a white walker presence throughout the entire thing like yeah. nobody nobody really knew if they were real <laughs> so true you know what i mean and, yeah. and you know, nobody really knew if they were real and then you know they're supposed to come and decimate everybody and then they do come and you know do their thing and it ends i felt relatively good but pretty quickly but it did. I don't know. That just might be from play, playing it after I watched Game of Thrones. It gave me very big Game of Thrones vibes, <laughs> and I know Game of Thrones came out well after it, but just it I'm, felt like Shepard was like the Shepherd of the galaxy, going and getting all these people, you know, to back him to fight these Reapers. It it felt very Jon Snow and the White Walker story. I mean, I think that's a completely fair assessment. One that probably hasn't been. You might have been the first person to ever make that. Um, Probably, you know, heard it here first. Um, but <laughs> just for the nature of Game of Thrones being wrapped and Legendary Edition coming out, and you've never played it, but I mean, yeah, I mean that's enti- entirely true. And I mean, Game of Thrones and Mass Effect do fall victim to the same issue, and it's the fact that they had absolutely so many storylines and like decisions and things that happened, and you just cannot possibly end that in some grandiose way i mean right. the first person that does it it like makes it all tied together one it's gonna be 20 seasons long and everyone's gonna right. it anyways <laughs> yeah true um, <laughs> so do you think that they kind of like shot themselves in the foot then uh by by making it so sorry a gnat flew by and i was trying to <laughs> i'm not Get like it. losing my mind ah. um, but yeah do you think that um specifically mass effect um because you know we've seen shows and movies that have millions of storylines but are still able to wrap them up in a nice way um but do you think with the choice system that mass effect had and like the decisions being so impactful like kind of made it near impossible for them to really like end in a way that would be pleasing to most yeah i think that's definitely part of it and that could be why you don't see it that much in games is because people are trying to tell their own stories when they're making a game. And it, it mm-hmm. especially we talked about any open world game. It's, it's kind of hard to tell a really impactful story in an open world game because you're making your own stories through yeah. a good portion of it. So it's always weird when you're playing like watchdogs and you're playing a hacker and he's like an activist and you murdered like 30 people on the way to the, you know what I mean? It, it always feels weird. So that could be a, that could be a, a big part of it is it was just hard to it, it's hard to please everybody you know what i mean because yeah. everybody told their story differently in mass and then especially like when you're so used to your choices being so impactful and changing the gameplay so much uh like you said you had a completely different crew right the, the yeah. person that was mm-hmm. the the right hand man you know died off early on your your playthrough or whatever um but like 
a storyteller is going to have a beginning and an end in mind, hopefully, like if they're good at storytelling. Um, so ultimately, the end is always going to be the end. But because they made that middle part so free for the player and so like fluid, I guess. Uh, yeah, I could see how uh, as a player, by the time you get to the end, you're and, and you get like the ending of the story as the story is intended to be told, uh, being like, what the heck? Like, why did everything else happen the right. way it happened? Like, and then I get here and, and nothing I do really affects the end because they all pretty much are the same. I mean, uh, that, I mean, that, that was always my defense though, in uh, for game of Thrones and how it ended is, and, and the same thing goes with mass effect. And I would say doubly for mass effect because, these stories build up to basically some kind of global precipice <laughs> event, right? That's going to literally decide the fate of the entire world. And in Mass Effect's case, like the galaxy. Um, so naturally, I mean, it's going to come down to a single decision, and a single thing that happens that, well, I mean, people die, a bunch of storylines just get cut off and ended. I mean, that's just kind of related to reality. Um, right. Like, yeah, Game of Thrones, everyone had these storylines and people cared about them, but sometimes people just straight up die. They get smacked by a bus. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make their like life any less like their story, any less um, like everything that happened less important. It's just they happen to get run over by a bus and it just ended like right. that's what happened to Game of Thrones all the time. Like that's kind of more realistic. Not everything gets this nice little bow tie. And it was like their whole story just made so much sense. And it built up to this really nice clicky clack you know it's not i mean the mcu tries to do that all the time i think they're moving away from that but that's yeah. what people like even right. though that's not realistic yeah. yeah becca always makes fun of me about that like when it comes to movies or shows like i like the realistic like yeah stuff and <laughs> she's always like you're you're so morbid what's wrong with you <laughs> life is morbid i guess yeah, yeah. It's yeah like, right? that's how it would happen in right. life sometimes like sometimes the happy ending doesn't play out but yeah i think the the the, the people that get up i i'm not i don't know that i've ever gotten upset by an ending of something because it's for most things it's the journey of getting to that ending mm-hmm. especially with game of thrones I think the problem with Game of Thrones and maybe even Mass Effect had this back in the day was the people that were making theories on what was going to happen were in sometimes better than what actually happened. And I think that might have that <laughs> yeah. might have hurt that final season, but it doesn't it doesn't destroy the entire show. And same no. with Mass Effect, I, I think of and it's the same thing I, I say for Game of Thrones. If you watch Game of Thrones all together, back to back, like binge it it makes more sense than if you sat and watched it week to week, you see the signs, you remember the signs, you remember, I'm going to take my throne with fire and blood and all this stuff that, you know, Daenerys said she was going to do. And the same thing might've happened with mass effect where I just played it back to back to back. So everything was right there and fresh in my brain. And it didn't, you know, I didn't, I wasn't really developing theories because I was so engrossed in the game story as it was. Yeah. No, that's Uh, a good point. I love the the theory crafting, but it does it does do that. Like that happened uh, kind of with me with WandaVision. Uh, I, l- I like <laughs> to watch new rock stars. I don't know if any either of you have heard of new rock stars on YouTube. Um, uh, they have a good uh, what's his name Eric Voss. I think does a lot of like you know 
theoretical vid- videos, like analysis videos and stuff of, of shows and whatnot. But, uh, you know, he had me on the Mephisto hype train, like the entire time. And everything he said was like made so much sense. So, like this would be so good. And then nothing yeah. happened. And right. I'm like, ah. yeah. And then, of course, you know, if you listen to the the Falcon and Winter Soldier companion series, I threw out a wild theory about how the Mandarin was going to be the power broker and that was going to tie into Shang-Chi. And let me tell you, it was like 3000 times better than what the, sh- no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, right. I mean, I'm not kidding. I did have that theory, but it, yeah. <laughs> it probably wasn't better than what happened, but right. Um, it's the same. It's the same thing though, is it, it, yeah. other people are telling their stories within that universe. And then mm-hmm. sometimes they end up being better than what the developers or, for, or the directors. They forget make. People are actually telling a story. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And Jordan, if you're still out there watching or listening, uh, I'm not. I still haven't got off the Ten Rings train. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will not. I will never let that die. I Isn't there still I hope will die that? on that hill. Uh, that no. I mean, the show's over. So <laughs> no, there's no. There's no hope. No. Uh, but anyways, um, I don't know. Maybe it'll be like retconned in like a DVD box set release. They'll do the the Showboys cut. <laughs> the mandarin will be there <laughs> uh but yes anyways um fun fact i've never played mass effect so uh, that was a fun little conversation to listen in on yeah um, it's definitely uh it was definitely on my list for a long time along with dead space and bioshock those are two series that i totally missed i'm hoping i i think there's a bioshock collection i just haven't got around to it i'm hoping that dead space sees the success of mass effect which it was successful and says maybe we should do this and i think that there's a good chance of that so i'm hoping that we get remasters of those uh there you know a little spoiler alert we might have a little little blip of of this dead space uh Uh, on the newscast coming up uh, because i did catch an article that there might be a possible you know remaster coming soon for the dead space series so yeah i think it's a no-brainer really I'm not sure it's EA that owns Dead Space, right? I think. I think so, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I I think. And they just love money. Yeah, it's free money. Right. It seems seems always odd that some of these companies don't re release some of these older games that would like sell like hotcakes. Yeah. Uh, Our friend Biosiv just, he just streamed uh, a playthrough of the first Dead Space game a couple weeks ago. And. He, while he was playing it and i was watching like we kept talking back and forth like this would be a perfect remake or a remaster please i would love to play this game with like sweet graphics and right um but yeah yeah but i mean some of them have turn you out played it yet or is that still you still no, have yeah i've never oh, played any of the dead spaces and it's, and it's so to good. the point now where i'll probably just wait for that remaster if it's if it's even in the news being rumored because it's a good chance it's going to come out yeah yeah, I would definitely do that. But I think that some of them turn out really bad, and I think Mass Effect. I was I, I was surprised at how well Mass Effect held up in the gameplay department and everything. Really, even graphically, I, I think it was it, it looked really good, even the first one. So there's you know some kind of outdated mechanics and stuff, but I was shocked at you know because they're older games and it was kind of a different time that these games came out. And they held up really, really well. But before we hop off of Mass Effect real quick, I want to talk about Andromeda because yes. I did I did get some more time with Andromeda. And I might have somewhat changed my opinion on it, not fully. So 
we we talked about it on the show before how i think nick agreed with me that the game just kind of felt soulless like it just was just you know they just slapped mass effect on a random space exploring <laughs> game but i don't know if it was just from playing the original trilogy and just wanting more stories in that universe when i got to andromeda first off the the jarring thing for me was the legendary edition is 60 fps and andromeda is 30 so it was like a headache inducing nightmare for the first hour of playing it yes but once i once i got through that and i kind of watched a video where they said like the best way to play the game which is pretty much ignore all the side quests and just do the main quest i was like okay i'll do that and the first time I played it, I didn't even get off the first planet, a like desert planet. I just was doing everything there, and then I just got <laughs> burnt out. It was like, this is boring. But this time I, I made it probably 12 hours into it. It's hmm. aesthetically, I think it looks really good. All the armor and stuff looks really good. The gameplay yeah. change, changes I thought were awesome outside of the cover system. Just being able to jetpack around and zip around during combat. So fun. Yep, right. And then the the main thing for me is my shepherd in the legendary edition was just like a boots on the ground soldier with a gun. And when I got to Andromeda, I added in the like biotics. So yeah. I was it was like totally changed the gameplay for me. So I would like had force powers essentially, Mike. Yep. So nice. it you know, I, I, I played twelve hours of it. I didn't quit it because I hated it. I quit it because I reviewed Returnal for Downright Creepy, which was a space game. Then I played the Mass Effect trilogy, which was a space <laughs> game. Then I played Andromeda, which, you know, I love I love getting on kicks. And I was on a huge space kick for like a, almost two months. But I, I just by the time I got like to the nice. fourth planet, I was like kind of, OK, it's time to move, move <laughs> hey, on. And come back to Earth. <laughs> but i think that i think the 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 soul might be there for for me i think it's very low i don't think it even comes close to the original trilogy but i think if it's kind of like a gap between the next mass effect gameplay wise but they add in the kind of decisions and the storytelling and stuff that's seemingly missing from andromeda that they're going in a, a good direction you just inspired me to uh play andromeda again um i forget how far i got into it but i was definitely going after like everything in the side and i definitely agree that is a point that probably caused a lot of frustration because that stuff was not polished right um and it was buggy but i mean overall that game though i mean it was beautiful i love the 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 premise of the story um i liked a lot of the mechanics at least like the world building mechanics i got to travel around Obviously, the movement, like you said, almost like the force powers. Like, yeah, it's, it's, I, I think on the rails, it's an okay game. But, you know, for everything they promised, that's really where they kind of like dropped the right. ball because one, they overpromised, two, it was people expected a polished, compact Mass Effect game, which they used, you know, they were just, you played them. They're fl- like, they're so perfect as right. far as, you know how they're constructed um not a lot of gaps there so andromeda definitely is kind of like this this like rattly clanky thing um but yeah i might go back and play that yeah it's worth uh especially if you do like what i said and just stick to the main story maybe knock out there's like those like giant air conditioning units you have to turn on in the planets to make them viable (laughs) knock those out because uh, like some (laughs) of the planets there was like there was like a super like icy snow planet it was absolutely beautiful. And then when you yeah. turn the, the air conditioning thing on, it like totally changes and starts to melt and stuff. I was like, man, this game is really good looking. 
it's just great premise. I, yeah, great, yeah. Pr- great premise. And, I, and I'm almost curious that if it wasn't a Mass Effect game, if it would have done better. Yeah. Like if it was just a random, you know, just Andromeda, and it just was a random space game about colonizing Andromeda. I think it would have been a lot better because people had their hopes up for that that deep storytelling and choices and all that stuff that didn't really pan out. But it seems to be pretty smooth now when I played it outside of the frame rate, which is not really the, you know, it came out on the PlayStation 4, so it's not the game's fault that it runs like that. But Right. Yeah. They made, and, and I think they could have gotten away with like a mat, like an Andromeda in the Mass Effect universe. And then, like you said, stripped away some of that expectation. Right. Would have done better. Yeah. I think, uh, I, you know, I watched the trailer for the new Mass Effect, the like teaser that they put out. And I can't quite tell. I think it's going off the original trilogy, but they, they kind of show the Milky Way and Andromeda in one of the shots. So I don't know if it's going to be a sequel to Andromeda. Dead but space. I, but <laughs> but I kind of think that at least my hope is that the reason the Legendary Edition came out is that they'll allow those choices you made in the Legendary Edition to transfer to the new Mass Effect, which I think would be really cool. And I think it's kind of a no-brainer if you're releasing the games and the system's already there. Yeah. But it depends which way they want to tell the story. And there's four different endings and four different ways it ends up, so... Curious yeah. to what they see. I couldn't really make too much out of the out of the trailer for it or the teaser, rather. Nice. Um, you brought up PlayStation Four, and uh, two things popped into my head. First, I really enjoy your shirt. It's amazing, PlayStation shirt. PlayStation. Uh, and then, while we're on that topic, uh, I'm totally digging the background of our broadcast right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, Bianca crushing it again with the showboys arts. Thank you, Bianca. So nice. Love it. Um, but then you're talking about how Andromeda again, I've never played these games, so I'm just like basing this off of what you guys are talking about. <clears throat> but sounds like Andromeda was just like a different style of game than, the yeah, it's totally, it's aspects. totally different. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of makes me think of like some of the resident evil games. So like I, I've loved, you know, resident evil two was probably my favorite. Resident evil four was amazing. Then you get to resident evil five and it's more of like a, an action game than the survival right. horror. And then you get to six and it's straight up like a, an action game. Uh, but I actually liked five and six. They were fun. Right. But, uh, but you have to go into it with like, this isn't, survival horror anymore this is just an action game and then which is that... yeah sometimes what you want out of resident evil is survival yeah. horror you know <laughs> yeah uh but they had four games of that right so right. like i could see them trying to go in a different direction and it sound i haven't played since six um but it sounds like seven and village yeah and seven eight is coming out or just came out is that yeah that's village eight is oh, village. okay eight is village yeah uh, so... but it sounds like seven and and eight are returning back to like the survival horror yeah, nature they, of the game. Yeah, they are. They did. Seven was kind of brought everything back to survival horror in a first person way, but not the like Resident Evil zombie way. It was, mm. it was, you know, they, they tell some weird, I wish they'd just stick to zombies sometimes because I think, 
maybe that's just my nostalgia from being a kid, but yeah. I, I'm not going to get village. Uh, I, it got good reviews. It's just like werewolves and witches and stuff is not really up my alley <laughs> and not really what I want out of resident evil. Yeah. But yeah, it's a good analogy to make because when the difference between like the original trilogy of mass effect is like a military shooter slash, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some exploring and galaxy or planet jumping, but Andromeda is like an exploration game. Like you're mm. going to colonize a different galaxy and that gives it a very different feel. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely a good analogy. Yep. Um, good points though. I mean, I'm sure the resident resident evil five and six would have been much more successful if they just changed the names of the characters and didn't right. call it resident. Didn't evil. call it resident. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, and they, I think the original, devil may cry kind of started out like that because i think it was supposed to be a resident evil sequel and it was so drastically different they were like well we can't put resident (laughs) evil on that so i have to look up to verify that but i'm pretty positive that's how that game ended up the very first devil may cry was supposed to be a sequel to resident evil 2 or whatever it was at the time um so yeah man that's pretty sweet uh nick what have you been playing lately so I was going to start off with the biggest news. I have beat Fallen Order. Yes. Woo. Nice. That, that, that's my biggest accomplishment so far of the year gaming wise. Um, I definitely got pretty far in it. And unlike normal, <laughs> they got to like this area where you have to swim out of the water it was like the last part of like a chic. And then there's just mm-hmm. like two spiders, a slug and like, it's just way too hard. So I just quit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I think after one of our, what's playing, um, I was just like, cause we were talking about difficulties and games and like all the different yep. options there. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to turn that all the way down. Um, and I'm going to beat it. And one, I felt way, way better because it was way more fun because I felt like a Jedi. Like I had lightsabers, like right. these things should just melt through everything. So right. I should not be like dancing with spiders. Like I should just be <laughs> slaying them. Um, and the other cool thing is obviously like a little later, actually like way too late in the game. I could tell the one thing that happens where you basically go like to 11 with your lightsaber combat. I thought that happened way too late in the game, but I think it's been long enough that you could say what it is without fear of spoiling anything. Yeah, yeah you might as well. Yeah, I'm late to well. the party. I'm late to the party, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, that the the dual wielding part of the saber play was awesome. I think the fact that Cal there has like the most, um, d- uh, not diverse, but like, mo- like. I don't know. He has every lightsaber built into right. his. He's got right. the dual wield, the single, <laughs> yeah. and then it splits. He's got the multi tool yeah. of lightsabers. I'm like, this dude's like a little engineering genius. Like, yeah. wh- where is everybody else? Like, why didn't Mace Windu have one of these things? Like, I felt like he would have done well with it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think I once I got past Kashyyyk there, um, I just started really just grinding through it and really started to pick up on the story there and started to enjoy a little bit more. Just basically I was right at the end of the lull, like the mid, the mm. mid arc lull there. And then um, once you get, go to Ilum and then like, I guess like basically beat it from there. Cause it yeah. was just yeah. all downhill. So what'd you no, think of the, the order 66 part and like the flashback um, to like 
early young Cal and his master. That was super cool. Just because anything that takes place on a, a Venet or a Star Destroyer, I'm going to love um, <laughs> because I, I just love those ships um, in that era. But yeah, that was really cool. And like how they tied all that together, uh, more of that Order 66 storytelling. That's basically, I think they're, I think they're hinging on Order 66, like fleshing that out, just like the MCU is fleshing out the snap. Um, that's yeah. like someone at Disney's just like, Hey, might as well like lean on that real hard. Cause we're going to do that with Marvel. So star Wars, you, you know, <laughs> lean on to that. Um, then I'll say like the ending was just freaking oh, awesome. Yes, the, the inquisitor, the inquisitor <laughs> yeah. fortress. I think that was just so well done. Um, and that, and that just leans into how, um, you know, how Darth Vader really kind of is. And, they're doing a good job kind of like retconning that power into the original trilogy because, you know, they're, they're walking that line. Except first, like when Rogue One came out, they were like, how does he go from that to, you know, episode four right away. But over time, like they're, it's making more sense. Like it's just, it fits well. And it, you know, they're just doing a good job keeping that character, that character without ruining, right. you know, 30 40 year old movie 40 year old yeah. movies so yeah. that's yeah that's a lot that's crazy that it's been that long yeah <laughs> right right <laughs> uh making me feel super old um i mean not like i was alive when it came out but still the fact that it's that old is, is really weird yeah i mean <laughs> i mean we're used to all these you know all the media that we grew up with like was fairly new but now you know we're getting to the point where it's like oh yeah mario that came out yeah. 50 years ago <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh geez well congratulations nick i'm glad yeah, man, that's maybe exciting. in like three months i can throw one of those up there for control <laughs> Yeah, um, there you go. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I'm going to attempt to 100% it too because I'm plus 80% on everything. Yeah, it's and, not hard. And, yeah, it's not hard to go back through and it's kind of fun to go back through and find everything. Yeah. I thought at least. Especially now that you can just melt through everything with your right. dual-wield <laughs> attack. <laughs> it just yeah. kind of solves all the problems. I turn on the one-shot kill. Yes, sir. Yeah. The uh so the, my my main gripe, and it's such a stupid gripe to have with the, with Jedi Fallen Order, but so I'm like really obsessed with like dressing my characters up in games. It's yeah. just like a bad habit that I have, and I I often find myself like enjoying games the second time I go through them when I'm like on New Game Plus and I have all the outfits and I don't have to like beeline to a specific mission to get an outfit. <laughs> but the the like lightsaber colors don't come until the very like yeah. the last quarter of the game, maybe majority yeah. of the colors. You have like three or four, but then, yeah, then you have like eight next. And then the you had, <laughs> then you got like all the good ones. And I, I've always been obsessed ever since Shadows of the Empire, the book came out, where it looks like Luke has a yellow lightsaber on the cover. I've always been obsessed with yellow lightsabers, and I think that was one of the that, those final colors I was trying to get to. Yep. So it, it just that that was like really my only gripe with the game, which is such a weird gripe to have, but. No, yeah. I totally agree. I was disappointed with like the lack of outfitting options for him because he basically just has like mechanic duster look with his poncho. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. And but, the designs on the poncho like rarely change. It's just yeah. like the color slightly yeah. changes yeah, on the it. design. It's like, uh, come on. There's like but, two different cuts to it and then yeah. 40 yeah. different colors. <laughs> 
I, I, I but I kind of just in place of that, I just leaned into the, the lightsaber customization a lot and just made sure to get as many of those possible because um, effectively I, I went with the orange. I had the orange for very early on for whatever reason. I don't know if that was like premium content or whatever, but um, it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had orange and then I went with like the very ornate looking lightsaber where it was kind of like detailed with it was like very intrinsic um, because for whatever reason, that character to me, just because I like to get into the lore of Star Wars and like like I do like what they try to do with like Ray as far as like is she a Jedi like her lightsabers went white or right. whatever they were and then like Ahsoka's are white um because technically jedi have set colors just like a sith have set colors um and but then the yellow really got me excited because i love jedi guardians like the temple guardians um so i kind of tried to make him look like that as much as i could so i just went with like the ornate lightsaber orange or yellow so i i I enjoyed doing all that kind of stuff still waiting for cal to make his appearance Live right. action in a movie. I tell you what, it would have been so cool if that was him at the end of The Mandalorian instead of Luke. That would have been so such awesome. an awesome nod. And it's you got to think that they're going to do it because the actor is like made to be in in yeah. Star Wars. You know what I mean? So, but I uh, I think they added in like because uh, the other thing that bothered me, and I don't know why it bothered me, but there was no red lightsaber color until they added it in in like a i think a new game plus thing but you can only have it on when he has is there like a dream or a flashback where he's an inquisitor or something i think it's a dream there's a there's a yeah there's a couple there like toward the last arc like they're toying with that might be part of the dathomir stuff i'm not yeah yeah so so it's like that suit that he has that inquisitor suit and then it's locked to a red lightsaber i was like okay well i can deal with that i guess when i went back through new game plus to pick everything up so i don't know i i uh i think jedi fallen order sold really well and i'm kind of hoping that at e3 they're gonna maybe nod to another one coming out i don't know if it will because it should be about time i think it should be if and i think it's really a no-brainer for it for them to make a second one if they don't i think they're stupid but there are a lot of star (laughs) wars games allegedly in production right now so yeah i definitely appreciated the story of that too i thought it was a good story and of course running around as a jedi slicing things up and you know using the force was it was really fun i enjoyed it a lot yeah and i like (laughs) i like his decision at the end because obviously like throughout there just thinking canon wise like how that would fit in you know, chasing after a data bank or whatever of all the force sensitive children, like the decision just made sense. I'm like, ah, good. Like yeah, right. keep that keep that out of reach. Yeah. Um and then I just and then I had so like per uh, our what's watching episode last week, I watched the um the Star Wars theory Darth Vader comics where he he basically did a an acting of them with the pages um all all 25 issues so like that touches on like obviously Darth Vader but like the Inquisitors and a very similar storyline um so that was just like fresh in my mind too so I'm just like stuck in this like little post order 66 world along with like the Bad Batch and everything there's just so much around with that right now right yeah I really like the Inquisitors I think those are like some of the best 
because they can't. That's from the Disney era, right? Rebels. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think that's one of the best thing that's that's come out, especially the one in Rebels. I just think he's super cool. I don't know what it is about him, but the yeah. the idea of the Inquisitors, I absolutely loved. So I was always, uh, you know, the the Sith are always there's always two of them type of deal. But yeah. that to have these like kind of bounty hunter esque people hunting Jedi's down, I thought was so yeah. cool. I would love to see live action Inquisitors. I would love yeah. to see a lot of live action stuff from from the animated <laughs> series and this game, for sure. I um, think you're probably going to get it, to be honest. Yeah, give them time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, reportedly that's what Ahsoka is supposed to be like a spiritual successor to Rebels. Yeah, that would be that'd be really cool. I yeah. I think I just read that they finished filming. Is it Book of Boba Fett? I think yeah, finished the production on Book of Boba Fett. So I'm, you know, I I think we touched on the Star Wars episode that that was one of my favorite characters. So I'm super amped mm-hmm. for that. It's gonna be good. Eat. Well, um, Mike, you've been playing any games? Uh, well, maybe not plural, but. <laughs> There has been You've some, been playing a game. There's been some playing of game. <laughs> uh, but yes, the New World Alpha uh, is currently active, uh, I think, until Ju- July, I believe, and then it moves into closed beta. Apparently, this game will finally release in August this year. Uh, but I, you know, I I wait on bated breath because this is like the fourth <laughs> launch date that they right. So, I actually um, I actually have notes on this. Let me try it because I watched the Summer Game Fest today and they touched on that game and I oh, thought they nice. put a. Go I ahead think, and keep talking, and yeah, I'll, I, was say, uh, I'll I think look the here. release date's like August thirty first. Um, but yeah, so the alpha has been going for what a couple weeks now, Nick. I yeah. feel like maybe it's beginning of June. three weeks. Um, it's technically under an NDA, so like probably shouldn't say too many like super specific things, but, uh, I will say from the time that we played it during the preview last fall ish, late summer, um, it's, it's way improved, like very much so improved. Um, it just looks like the UI is, is cleaner, the, you know, the inventory management storage, everything is like cleaner. Um, the combat seems uh, like, I don't, I don't know, more polished. Um, the, yeah, the UI really is like the big thing, like the menus, there's so much easier to navigate. Uh, the quests are, are cooler. There's seems to be more. The crafting seems to be a little bit uh, deeper, which is hard to imagine because it's already pretty ridiculously deep. Um, it's still as beautiful as ever. The sound, this game probably has the best sound of a game I've played in a long time, um, which we kind of talked about with Control, I think, in, in that yeah. episode, how much we appreciated the sound in there. It's very similar. Like, again, if, if the tree chopping, like if if a game has good <laughs> tree chopping, I'm sold. And the sound of chopping trees in this game is the most realistic tree chopping sound I've ever heard. It's seriously, it's got like the, it's got so the chop good. echo. Yeah, like it has that echo, like when you're in like the woods and it's bouncing off the other trees. Dude, it's I'm really weird. You, I I sound probably like a huge idiot, but like if anyone. <laughs> 
plays Dude, this game no. when it comes out or like watches videos after you know when it when it comes out or it's in beta and people are allowed to stream it the sound is so good and it's it makes it so immersive um the the chopping the mining like the the pickaxe hitting the stone or whatever tink, again tink. it's just that echo and reverb on those sounds it's so good um I I currently play with uh, a two-handed axe, and my second weapon is a musket. And shooting the musket, dude, it's I'm telling you, the sound and the like. I sound like a lunatic, but the sound design in this game is so good. Whoever did it deserves all the money. Like, no. I doubt. mean, it's a really important part of uh, of a game, so I don't think you sound like a lunatic yeah. per se. Um, but I just love like, um, some like level 22 maybe i think the cap's 50 or something like that so i'm like halfway you know through level wise um the the thing that's lacking still for me uh is like meaning in the main storyline the quest line or whatever i haven't really been paying too much attention to it uh and the importance of picking a faction and like i feel like there's so much more they can do with the the faction and the pvp tied into it there Mm -hmm. Um, I, I still enjoy the, the like town projects, Nick, you know, you go to the yeah. town board, whatever town you're in, you pick these, they're, th- these are like the, the meaningless quests you get in MMOs, right? Like go kill five boars. Well, they tie those quests into these town projects or faction projects, which as you turn them in, boosts the reputation of your faction in that town to the point where you can control the town and as you boost your reputation it levels up all the crafting stations in that town to a higher tier which unlocks better crafting for you while you control it and then if you're in a faction that doesn't control the city you can still do the project uh missions and it raises your reputation to a point where you can uh attack the fort in that in that area with your faction and like a huge PVP battle faction versus faction. And then the winner will then take control, which is cool. It's a cool concept, but um, I, other than that, like the factions still are very meaningless and shallow. And then on top of that, you can join guilds, which it just seems like you already pick a faction and there's three, which it always drives me nuts when there's not an even number. So it'd be like if world of Warcraft had horde Alliance and then, another faction and be like what why is there another faction right like yeah. add another one so there's four i don't know why i don't know yeah. why even numbers in factions uh obviously two factions make sense but like above that uh but then to join a guild on top of being in a faction when there's three factions and i don't know it just seems like there's a lot there that seems unnecessary maybe um aside from that the crafting is so deep i love it it's one of those games where almost like an elder scrolls online where you can like pick up everything around you basically um which makes crafting really cool and uh it's unlike a world of warcraft where you are able to like all the trade skills and gathering things are open for you uh whereas in like world of warcraft you pick you, you pick two professions out of like eight or 10 or whatever this one, you can do anything you want. It's just like, if obviously if you focus on one, you'll progress farther and be better right? Uh, because the progression is like very deep. 
So if you try to branch out and do everything at once, you're not going to really trying to min max everything basically like master of one. Right. Uh, but the cooking is, is crazy. Like (laughs) I, the small details for these games is what gets me, but the cooking, like, like you can make like herb roasted potatoes and you have to like yeah. find garlic and dill <laughs> yeah, and like potatoes. And I got to be honest, that's like straight out of Breath of the Wild. Dude, I oh, mean, the cooking in Breath of the Wild was it. so amazing. I mean, it, it because it always it, it gives you like different stat boosts depending yeah. on what you cook and everything. Yeah. And you got to find the different ingredients. And there's like a very deep like you can make like mushroom risotto. And you got to find like all <laughs> yeah. this. It's awesome. Yeah. And it sounds so stupid. If you're sitting here listening and you don't play games, you're like, why do right. you want to cook in games? Exactly. It's just it's a nice so break. Fun. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, so you'll kill an animal and you'll skin it and it gives you the the hide for like, you know, leather working or making cloth or whatever. But then it also gives you meat from them so you can cook. So there's a whole bunch of different kinds of meat. Uh, there are herb plants that you can go and then it'll like give you random herbs, right? But there are like a lot of farms out in in the world where you go to like quest and stuff because this is an island and obviously to survive, they had farms, right, to make them food. But you could be, you know, going and questing and go to this rundown farm that's like abandoned and the, the house is like caved in, but there's like crops in the field that you can go pick and like, oh, yeah. that's squash. I can go pick that. Okay, now I'm going to be able to use that for cooking. There's like all these different kinds of berry bushes, like cranberries, strawberries, blueberries. There's nuts in the forest underneath pine trees. It's like, yeah, that's all out of, yeah, it's so deep and I love it. Uh, The fishing is really fun. Again, another really boring, like minuscule (laughs) thing that people do in MMOs, but the fishing in this game is so fun. I did it literally for like two hours straight one night and it's probably, it's always nice to have those kind of breakup times where you can go yeah. do that stuff like breath of the wild was really good at like there's like this super snowy area up in the top like right corner of the map which is like perfect for hunting and it mm-hmm. just be like i'd spend hours on my switch hunting yeah. to get meat to cook and stuff it's nice to have that stuff to break it up you yeah know? it's it reminds me of like early world of warcraft where i would log on and be like there's so much to do like what should i do like should this just be like a a profession day or should this be like a questing day yeah or like if i do a profession day which one should i focus on because there's so many things i can do like do i just go mine do i go you know gather some lumber or do i like cook all day or like do i go fishing so i can have stuff for i don't know it's one of those it brought back that whole like wow there's a lot of stuff to do like what should i do and i haven't had that in a game for a while um and on top of that like i haven't really gotten to end game yet but there's like dungeons and like open world events that i'm not high enough level to take you know part of right now um but yeah i i think i i enjoyed what i played in the preview but i'm really enjoying what i'm playing in the alpha uh obviously there's some optimization stuff that needs to happen because uh the last probably week and a half like there's just ridiculous lag spikes where i'll be in the middle of trying to like you know in combat of something and then my computer freezes and then all of a sudden like 10 seconds later i'm like way over here and i like yeah, half yeah. health and <laughs> um but outside of that i'm i'm having a lot of fun it's i i feel like they they did a good job of taking the feedback they're given in the preview and implementing some if not most of it um 
So I'm excited to see what improvements are made in the closed beta. And then eventually, hopefully when the game actually launches. <laughs> Pending any delays. Yeah, we'll right. see. Uh, fingers crossed. I'm having fun. I'll probably I'll probably end up buying it. It's one of those um $40 like one and done, no subscription. Is um, it is it a Amazon game? Is it Amazon? Yeah. Okay, okay. I thought I remembered. So I don't know. I'm having a blast. I can't wait until uh, it comes out of alpha and like I can stream this so that way all of you, you know, people who uh, listen to the show can listen to the amazing wood chopping sounds. <laughs> I'll just do it for an entire stream, <laughs> chopping the wood. Uh, but yeah, that's one of the games I've been playing. Nice. I play like two hours of the alpha. Yeah, I, I keep texting Nick. I'm like, "Come on, dude, let's go fishing." I don't know. He's like, I got I yard work, and I'm like, "It's 10 p.m. How are you doing yard work?" It's the sun sets outside. at 9:30. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. There's, I keep thinking about it and like why I can't play MMOs, um, and or get into them like I used to, and sink time into them like I used to, and. I know I Valheim proved that it's not a time issue because I put a lot of hours <laughs> into Valheim. Right. Um, when uh, we played it like for three months straight and, yes. you know, finally that was something that was MMO esque that captured my attention. Right. Had very similar things as far as like, you can literally spend hours just chopping trees um, and gathering resources. Well, I'm starting to think that, my MMO days peaked in Burning Crusade and Wrath of the Lich King of World of Warcraft. And this was because I had, one, I had very good PvP gear. And two, <laughs> I was really good at PvP. And this yeah. was my drive, right, to play these games, right? Like, why did I farm all the Netherwing reputation? Because I wanted a really sweet Netherwing Drake so I could sit on it in the middle of town mm. between my PvP matches. Um, <laughs> so it, it was kind of that sort of thing. So I think I need to, there needs to be that, that like, Nick I guess. to be able to flex on people. Yeah, yeah. There, there needs to be like for a non-competitive person in gaming as I am, I need MMO PvP, I think, to drive me to like really play them because I get into like the PvE stuff, but like it kind of like burns out on me. Like I, yeah. that's not the time I want to spend. Like I just want to go into a battleground and wreck people. Um, so I don't know. I, I and obviously Valheim doesn't have that. Um, if they did, I think well, I would play a lot of Valheim. You could, you could yeah. turn the the. Yeah, it's not fire the same. on, but it's not uh, the same. Yeah, no, uh, New World does have PvP. I haven't tried it though, and they have like open world PvP where you can, you know, flag yourself as PvP. And I did that for a while, and it's it was it was okay. Um, That's the it's thing, definitely is... fun trying to fight somebody in that style of like ESO combat, yeah. right? Dark Souls esque combat. Um, but it's also very easy to run away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. like, wow, it's like super easy to run away, um, which I did a very impressive uh, juking of someone who was trying to gank me. I was just like jumping <laughs> down this cliff and uh, like fake jumped and he jumped off and I was just like, ah, sucker. <laughs> but um, yeah, dude, I have a, a great theory on how to or we've talked about it with Valheim. Like if they just extend the server cap to like 20 instead of 10 or maybe 30. 
and you could like just populate yeah. a server of like 20 people and have like you know little villages of in your valheim world and then you can just like go raid other people's settlements and like all that fun stuff but yeah no i i, I could see that nick being a drive and then i mean not. yeah yeah because world of warcraft had you know what league of legends has right and this is what makes or like overwatch right what makes them pro gaming mm-hmm. ready is that they just have that polish and like they're grounded they're not mm-hmm. like over encumbered by all these systems and mechanics like eso had that like there's just too much to me it's just like there's like invisible squares in the world that just like prevent you from <laughs> yeah. it being like a very fluid experience yeah. so like wow was so grounded in its rules the pvp in that was just so very good and the same thing with like league of legends like it's set in its rules and newer games right we love them because they're open world they're expansive they have all these different systems but that over encumbers i think these more rudimentary things like pvp and it makes it hard yeah i could see that for sure um yeah what what were you looking up chad uh i I I think I might have Mandela affected myself in thinking <laughs> that they announced it. They announced mm. the the bait the beta the, the beta date, and I couldn't find it in my notes. So either I didn't write it down because I didn't find it meaningful, <laughs> even though I, I I knew that I did. I thought I did because I remembered you like you were waiting for that game, but can't find it. So <laughs> I want to say uh, early Dreamed July. It. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. I think it was early July or like really late june but you know i might just be making the entire thing up in my head at this point so i don't want to speculate too much right on said right all those space games got you in like a fever yeah just like <laughs> right? imagining things yes. <laughs> uh have you been playing anything else besides mass effect chad yeah so i you know i finished up or you know, i didn't finish it up i quit andromeda because i was burnt out <laughs> and uh and I went back to Ghost of Tsushima, which is the mm. open world samurai game from Sucker Punch. It's just such a such a beautiful game, and it got such a increase from the PS4 to the PS5 without mm. I, I don't even know if they did a patch. Just like some games are like uncapped in their frame rate and stuff when they release. And then those games now on the PS5 are amazing. God of War is one of them. Ghost of Tsushima is just I mean, I really am not into photo modes in games. I never have been, but I've probably taken 200 photos in this game. It, it, it's, not, I mean, it's just, it's just you can get some every really, time. Every time, man. The the sunsets in this game are like magnificent. The way they peek through the trees is amazing. It's just, I don't know. I I, I might be a little swayed in the fact that I had wanted a open world samurai game for the longest time, like literally probably 10 years i had wanted something along those lines and especially after the witcher i was like man it'd be so cool if there was a witcher but samurai and ghost of tsushima isn't that it's not as expansive as the witcher which isn't necessarily a bad thing because you know we touch on it here every now and then i play the witcher like every couple months for a month and i'm still like (laughs) 10 percent of the quests completed (laughs) because there's like three million of them in the game yeah but i would like for a sequel to Ghost of Tsushima to have a lot more 
organic stuff you can find out in the world and side quests and stuff. There's a lot in this one, but it's just, uh, I don't know, man. I, I made the, the promise that I was like, not going to open the map this playthrough and just organically go through and explore and find everything as I come across it. And I, I've been loving it so far. Nice. If I could just stop taking pictures, <clears throat> I might be able to get through, <laughs> through it, you know, <laughs> I need That's to play awesome. this game. You really do. You really do. I'll I'll send you. I have a bunch of the a bunch of the pictures I've taken. I send, I'll send some in the group chat. But it's uh, I don't know, man. I think you. I think you. Because you had mentioned before that you wanted a samurai game at some point, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, so yeah, this I, was, is... I had a similar a similar itch, and I can't remember. Oh, I think it was because uh, Three Kingdoms came out, the Total War game. Um, yeah. But like it wasn't quite that because basically it, coming off of, I think, Assassin's Creed <clears throat> Origins and then just a variety of things that was just like where my mind was going. Right. It seems like uh, is, I, I don't want to say that it's an Assassin's Creed in feudal Japan, but it's got that feeling. It's just much more polished. I, I'm not the biggest fan of Assassin's Creed games. Uh, there's been a couple that I've liked, but. I think this is like, that's the best way to explain it to somebody that doesn't really know or, you know, hasn't read up on it is it's Assassin's Creed and feudal Japan. I think the combat's awesome. The exploring is awesome. The world is just, uh, it's, it's really magnificent. I can't wait to see where they go from here for the second one, which I'm sure is a no brainer for them to do. I'll have to pick that up. Maybe. this summer after i work through the the other game i just started maybe i'll actually finish this one and pick up <laughs> yeah. a new game <laughs> what uh what other games does sucker punch put out they did the infamous series ah and that's then, that's where i know them from i love those infamous games and then i want to say sly <laughs> cooper that might not be right let me look at there's a there's an older like kid game that they did did you ever play the infamous games nick i did not uh, those are fun. Yeah, oh, man, they're really good. Uh, again, not to bring up BioCiv again, uh, <laughs> but uh, which I actually new, news alert, breaking news. Let's play that little sound bite. Where is it? Did we add it in yet? Nope. Um, <laughs> yeah, breaking news. Uh, BioCiv's work schedule changed, so he doesn't. I he saw that he can't stream in the morning anymore. So this <sighs> What's morning, going to stream? I don't know, but uh, my work day kind of was boring in the beginning yeah i mean it's boring every day let's be real uh because it's work but uh at least i had biosiv there to take up one of my monitors and provide entertainment for an hour and a half can't believe but he not... didn't say to his work like hey i have to stream oh uh, yeah like mike's Guys, waiting for me exactly um all my all my viewers my followers my fans <laughs> <laughs> he said he's gonna you know still be streaming he just has to find a new time with his new schedule but it was missed this morning so yeah. bio if you're listening i felt empty there was a piece of me missing today. Uh, and if you can't, if you're listening to the audio thing, I just drew a heart on my chest. That was what was You missing. can hear that, yes. Very um, faintly. Yes. Uh, it was anyways, Sly Cooper, oh, by the way. Nice. Sly Cooper was the other uh, series. I bring up Biosiv because he started playing Sunset Overdrive. And while he yeah. was playing that, I was like, oh, this seems like a mix of like Tony Hawk, Infamous, and like Left for Dead or something. <laughs> Yeah, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, infamous. Those are good games. Yeah, I think uh, I think we might get 
Sunset Overdrive released on PlayStation. I could be wrong in that, but Insomniac is either PlayStation bought Insomniac or they're they're exclusive yeah. to PlayStation now. So I did see that was their floating around about that. Yeah, that that was their one. I think their only game that wasn't on PlayStation at all, but I think they're mostly focused on Ratchet and Clank and Spider-Man now. And I think that's where their focus should be. I don't, you know, I never played sunset overdrive. It looks cool. I don't know that we need a sequel to it, especially when I'm patiently waiting for Spider-Man two. but yeah, the infamous games were, were really good. And I think that that's probably the best launch easily the best launch game that the ps4 had was second sound i don't even know if it actually launched with it i think it was maybe a couple weeks after but it really like instantly showed off the power of the ps4 and then they kind of capped the power of the ps4 with ghost of tsushima so yeah i I really enjoyed the first infamous a lot it was really fun Mm -hmm. um yeah about you nick what's this this new game you speak of that you just started I also, along with finally, right, I finally finished Fallen Order. Well, I finally started Uncharted 4. Hey, nice. So basically, I'm holding, I'm holding myself. (laughs) I love how we're like (laughs) audibly applauding Nick on this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm these what planes are holding me accountable for the things that we talk about and say. Um, so those are, these are both things that have been on the list that we have talked about numerous times, both playing, finishing and starting. So Uncharted 4, uh, back in it, right? Basically I just did like the intro and, um, I'm basically at the, here we go again, uh, part of it. So yeah, man, I I can't, I cannot wait to dive into that game with you because it's, uh, I think it might. Did it make my top five list? I think it did make my top five list. Yeah, I believe. So, so yeah, I can't wait to dive in, man. I'm super excited that you started that. That might be uh, the most exciting news I've heard on the show. Do <laughs> do I need? Well, I was trying to remember. I was like, three is kind of fuzzy for me. Um, I don't remember if I beat it the second time through, but because I got the uh, the collection, whatever it was that came out of all three of them. Yeah, and Nathan I, Drake. I, I complete I completed like basically up until the final act, like maybe the last like sequence of missions on three. And I was like, do I need to finish three? And I was like, forget it. I'm just going to start playing four because I need to start playing four and I'm never going to finish three. Yeah. I mean, did you you never finished three ever? No, I have. Or you ha- you just didn't replay it. You didn't Correct. finish it on a replay. So, yeah. so it's super fogged in my mind for how long ago it was. Yeah, I mean, I think outside of like little nods that are going to be here and there back to that game, it's kind of irrelevant for you to finish it. I think you should just go with four, especially sure. if you've already played through it. And I think the nods that are there, you'll remember anyway. So cool. You can't see it, but right up here <laughs> in the shadows, there is a Nathan Drake Funko Pop. Yeah, half, I got one on my dresser upstairs too. Good old Nate. Spent a lot of a lot of time hanging out with Nate. Yep. Over and his I, shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I spent uh there's two I have like a deep action figure obsession that I kind of pawn off on my children. Say like, oh, it's for them, but yeah, really yeah. deep down it's for me. So I spent Barbies. What? There's yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> there's a uh 
there was a play arts Kai, which is a really expensive figure company, Nathan Drake from uncharted three. And it's like the only action figure outside of one they released for four. And it was like $90. And I was like, I gotta get it. And it's sitting up on my, up on my boy's dresser right now. Holding <laughs> You're it, like, holding you the can't AK. play with yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Holding the, holding the AK over his shoulder, like on the, nice. uh, on the cover. And then behind that is a really cool thing that Doug, my manager at GameStop got it. One of the, the Shout um, out Doug. yeah one Shout of the out. that uh gamestop <laughs> expo that they have that's kind of like a small e3 he actually got nolan North's signature oh so and it says to brady and then his signature oh, which is my son's name nice. it's on an iron man poster unfortunately because it was he <laughs> would that was his voice that he was doing for marvel avengers oh. but i was like I, i'm fine with it because i'm just gonna hide the iron man with the big uncharted box and and it's perfect so that's awesome yeah Wow, so he's Iron Man in the Avengers game, huh? Yeah, and I got to be honest, man, it's just Nathan Drake to me. Even playing that game, it's like, (laughs) can't help but hear Nathan Drake in every word. This guy, he didn't change his voice even remotely. So (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Um, I love Nolan North. He and, and Troy Baker need to just be in every video game that comes out. Yeah, I agree. They're they're definitely the top voice actors on my list for sure uh, and of course throw mark hamill in there too right obviously. right um but uh yeah that's awesome so congratulations I, nick i'm gonna yeah. have to live vicariously through you since i don't have uh well, console. yeah we're gonna have to we're gonna have to change that and i told you i think i can change that so <laughs> i think i think it now that nick has finally started it might be time for you to just you know Alpha's ending. Alpha's ending for New World. It's time to just embrace the final sure. Uncharted so we can sit yeah. down and Let's do it. break it down. That's the nice thing about Uncharted, though, and it's, you know, and I got that by turning off, like, the difficulty on Fallen Order is <laughs> is so it, it's a laid-back experience. It's like watching a movie, but, like, okay. you just have a controller and you just control some movement. Um, yeah. So, Mike, to Chad's point, um, you can play your fall your new world and then for the last like 30 minutes an hour of your evening just cruise through some uncharted and relax yeah okay. enjoy some nathan drake let's make it happen True. let's go i'm waiting let's do it. here <laughs> just throw the playstation right there yeah so i i actually on the uncharted point i had read an article a couple of days ago that said that i i and i don't know the validity behind it I kind of feel like it's somewhat valid, but so Sony Bend, who made Uncharted Golden Abyss for the Vita, which was, in my opinion, better than the original Uncharted, they they came out with Days Gone, which was a zombie game for the PS4. I don't know if you guys remember, and it was kind of people didn't like it when it launched because it was kind of laggy. I think it's and glitchy, and I think it's really really good now. But I had read an article that they like got forced onto an Uncharted project instead of like a sequel to Days Gone or a new IP, and they th- they had like some sort of revolt where they didn't want to do it, and then they put out a thing that said, you know, thanks for everybody that played Days Gone. We're super excited to announce we're working on a new IP. So it was like perfect time. It was like, oh man, maybe that article was right, and they like. There's like a little bit of turmoil in PlayStation Studios right now as somebody yeah. tries to figure out who's going to take over Uncharted. And that kind of scares me because yeah. I'd be on I'd be all on board with Ben taking it over because he did a great job the first time. 
if it if it's going to be anybody but Naughty Dog. And Why now it's Naughty Dog, dude. Is there like what happened? Yeah, well, I mean, they. I think that four was their ending. They they wanted to you know end it and walk away from it. And right, right. And that's fine. I get it. But you know, I always want more Uncharted in my life. <laughs> There's no denying it. But right. it does it does concern me that that seemingly now Ben was at least working on it at some point. And now it's just in limbo, and some random studio might come in and pick it up. I, yeah. I hope Sony has a plan for it. Spooky. If they don't, yeah, if they don't, I hope they just drop it and just you know leave it yeah. behind. So don't. That's one of the ones that's like a very holy series for me. Let's yeah, not, right. Like, <laughs> please don't ruin it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I felt that way too when the Vita one came out. I was like, this is gonna be terrible. You know, yeah. it's a handheld Uncharted. What could be worse? And it was actually really, really, really good. And like I said, I think it's better than the first one. So I had hopes that Bend would take it over if anybody would. And it seemed like they did for a little bit and then threw a fit about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then... I, uh, man, had a lot of, I mean, I know it's, I'm, there were multiplayer modes in Uncharted 2 and 3, but um, still, with it being a single player game, I have a lot of memories of playing through that. Uh, at the same time as uh, my friend Ryan, who is our moderator, chief mod in Discord. Uh, shout out, Discord. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, those Uncharted games were magical. And like like we talked about before, some of the best story-driven games I had played at the time and probably still. Uh, but being able to play that... like simultaneously with my you know best friend and like we would talk about it all the time be like oh man you get to this part that's crazy i can't believe that um yeah just a lot of good memories with those games uh love it and naughty dog will always have a special place in my heart Definitely. right where right next to where biosiv streams are right <laughs> side by side they're neighbors um <laughs> it's deep man it is i've, I've become a, a lot uh, pretty reflective lately. Sorry, this net still driving me nuts. I see, it's moved I see over fight. Here. See fight. Um, it over there. Yeah, he's winning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Just done. I've been through a lot in the last, you know, five or six months. A lot of introspection and a lot of appreciating of, you know, things that I enjoy and people I enjoy. So it's been nice. Um, also, random side note. Uh, I've like I've I've made like a dietary change, lifestyle change, uh that I started in March and I just went to the doctor and I've lost like thirty pounds wow. since the last time I like weighed myself, which was several months ago. But uh you can't ever tell on the live stream because I still wear the same like baggy <laughs> hoodies and stuff. <laughs> which by the way, hey, if anyone wants to see a not the dad life hoodie. Or not my green Outer Banks hoodie. Like, if you have merch for your show or business, send it to me, and yeah. I will wear it on our show. Just make make sure it's like four sizes too big. Yeah, I need like a double XL, <laughs> even though I'm under two hundred pounds for like the first time in as long as I can remember. That's but, all. Um, like, even like when I remember back to Fred Martin Dodge, that was always your thing. Was the big hoodies? Like even back then, right? They're comfy. They're comfy. I mean, like, I don't blame you. I'm I'm in a hoodie literally yeah. 99% of the time. Uh we so you know, we went to lunch today, Nick and I, which by the way, we 
I don't want anyone to think we didn't invite Chad. We totally did invite Chad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we went to lunch and uh, actually Jordan was there with us too. Uh, but I had my Outer Banks hoodie on because, you know, I've worn the Outer Banks hoodie probably the last Mike was, like, two Mike or three was episodes. Mike was so withered. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get out and Nick's like, wow, dude, you look like a homeless person. And then I was like, thanks. Uh, and then we were leaving cause Jordan got there after us. And as we were leaving, Jordan's like, wow, Mike, you look like a homeless person. I was like, geez, guys, go on. Uh, but they aren't lying. I, that's just my, my style. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, super yeah. baggy hoodie and gym shorts. That's how uh, I am, man. Sweatpants. Yeah. And I, I mean, it, it takes quite the event to get me into a pair of jeans to be honest so i'm right there with you yeah i only wear jeans once a week and it's to church and uh funnily enough i was talking with uh our friend fran about the different levels of you know dress right <laughs> she was talking about how she like just got back from dropping her daughter off or something and like had to change out of her public clothes and i was like <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious right <laughs> and i was like i wish i had public clothes I, yeah and then i don't at lunchtime i was proven correct that like i just look like a homeless person so <laughs> you're wearing like oversized basketball shorts and oversized yeah. hoodie and, and flip-flops and, and socks typically yeah oh, at least that's what you that's what I you do. had on yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Not today. I had normal shoes today, but ninety percent of the time, if you see me on public, it's you know sandals and socks. Yeah, I was gonna say when I saw you over at Walmart, that's exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. it. Oversized shorts, big hoodie, flip flops, yes. and socks. <laughs> it was probably the exact same thing I was wearing to lunch today, but the sandals and socks instead. Uh you could have gained need... 30 pounds and still fit in that hoodie. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, and, and, and it's and you went the other way. And neither way, <laughs> like nobody would notice. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> but anyways, that was my uh random aside. Um are you are you wrapped up with Uncharted here? I don't wanna No, yeah. I mean, I just started if... it. I mean, that was that's the big news there is I, I finally started it um, you know, 10 years after the PlayStation 4 launched with it. Better late than never. True. Very Better true. Late than yeah. never. Um, speaking of late, uh, <laughs> I've been. Pl- Why is this? Okay, there we go. I tried to change the banner and it changed to changed Uncharted back. 4. Yeah. And I was like, I've been playing Uncharted 4 too. The old M. Night Shyamalan twist there. Sorry. My throat is quite dry. Uh, You have water right there, don't you? Yeah, it's like right within arm's reach. I know. I can see it. Drink it. Take a break. (laughs) Take a breather. All right. I'm back. (laughs) Didn't make any difference. (laughs) I was going to say, it might have made it worse. (laughs) All right. So Take a minute. Take a minute. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, I've been playing Pokemon Leaf Green and Ultra Sun, which are old... uh, Leaf Green's a Game Boy Advance game, I believe, and Ultra Sun is a DS game. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I've been watching a ton of uh, the Game Theorist videos, which is the, uh, I think the Film Theorist's original channel was the Game Theorist, and then he started doing the Film Theory videos. But um, <clears throat> he has a 39-video a playlist of Pokemon theories, and like last Thursday and Friday, I I've worked my way like halfway through this list of videos huh. and <clears throat> sorry. 
it's just made me want to play Pokemon so bad. Right. Like, so bad. I yeah. love the Pokemon games. And this happens to me probably every, like, every other year. I'll get into a, a fit of, like, I really need Pokemon in my life. And I'll go to, like, GameStop, buy an old Game Boy Color or Advance, and then buy one of the games, play it for, like, two days, and then never play it again. And then never, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so this time I... uh <laughs> I got an emulator on my phone. I was going to say, I, I figured you were emulating it. Yeah. yeah. It's not a bad way to play them, though. And it's great because, like, I I have, what do I have? Uh, Galaxy S9 Plus. So it's, like, almost the size of a Game Boy Color. Yeah. Um, so on the emulator, it, it kind of, when I'm playing uh, Leaf Green, at least, which is a remake of the original, you know, Red and Blue, uh, it's great because it looks and feels like I'm playing on a Game Boy Color, right. which is awesome. Um, but yeah, having a blast. Uh, I started Ultra Sun, which is in one of the newer ones again, which takes place on like the Pokemon version of Hawaii. Yeah. <coughs> um, Not yeah. I've I felt like I when the new I when Sword and what is it Sword and Shield the newest ones mm -hmm. they have like a European setting to them. And it's oh, really? just, yeah, it just, I don't know. It just didn't really sit right with me. I want I that liked, Japanese-esque yeah. feel, you know? I liked the, the Hawaiian vibe, but, like, <laughs> I've played it for maybe, like, 30 to 40 minutes, and I'm still, like, going through walls of text in, like, the intro of the game. Right. Whereas I turn on Leaf Green, and, like, after my mom says, like, three dialogues or lines of dialogue to me, you just have to figure out what you have to do next. Right. And I was right. Like, oh, this is great. I'm already playing. Right. <laughs> um, so like, that's kind of why I stopped ultra sun. I went to leaf green. Um, but I will say, uh, like I appreciated the animations and, and, uh, like graphical style of the newer DS game and the more like, you know, 3d type look when you're moving around and, um, like the Ratata in that game are like black, yeah, and it's like really cool looking. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, been having a lot of fun. Uh, I'm gonna be disappointed because you know I'm not gonna be able to like trade with anyone, which right, sucks. right. But uh, for the time being, you know, I'm I'm definitely enjoying Leaf Green more than Ultra Sun. Ultra Sun, I just you know beat Brock, you know, yesterday. Yeah, shoot my own <laughs> horn, but um, caught a man key uh right you know on the entrance of, uh, to the elite four which i don't know how i remembered that but deep in the recesses of my brain i remembered that you can catch Anki over there you know, right fighting t you know moves are super effective against rock type by the way uh, <laughs> it's weird how how stuff like that from your childhood sticks in the back of your brain oh, yeah. right <laughs> oh yeah uh but i did start with bulbasaur anyway so i had you know a backup plan to my bulbasaur and i just let me tell you I didn't even need to whip out the Bulbasaur. It's my Mankey. He just <laughs> drop kicked that Onyx into oblivion. Uh, anyways, having fun. I got my Pikachu. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Mount Moon is up next. Uh, you guys are just lucky I'm not playing it right now. While we're <laughs> it's definitely, I, I wanted to, I had bought Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu for my boys for the Switch. And mm -hmm. for the longest time, I've wanted to go back and play it because it's a remake of Pokemon Yellow oh, for the Switch. Dude. 
and like a full full on remake of it. And I definitely want to get back to it because that's like that red, blue, and yellow are like my Pokemon games from my childhood for sure. Yellow so. is the one that introduced me to Pokemon. And uh actually back on the old reminiscing train, um tonight we uh took our our oldest to Walmart because she saw this like really cool Barbie beach house thing that she wanted. It was $99. And jokingly we were like, well, we'll have to go see how much money you have in your piggy bank. Maybe you could buy it yourself. Yeah. And uh, we did. And she had like $65 because she just never spends <laughs> money that people right. give her. And she's right. six years old now. And apparently people have given her $65 <laughs> over the span of her life. Um, <clears throat> but we're like, oh, dang, 65 bucks. All right, whatever. You know, we'll pay for the rest. That's pretty cool. So we went to the store and picked it up. And I was like, oh, dude, I remember my mom did this with me with a Game Boy Color. I got the yellow Game Boy Color that came with Pokemon Yellow. And we like split it in half or whatever. Uh, and oh, dude, so many good fond memories of like faking being sick to stay home yeah play, <laughs> play on the couch and play my yellow game boy color with pokemon yellow with a little worm light you know right yeah oh dude that game was so fun and then it just opened up a wormhole of like now i have to buy all the trading cards and then i right. go to like places and like actually play the trading card game against other people and and then you had the, the like the cartoon was probably on at that time too yep, and yeah yeah uh, but if you're looking for some some highly entertaining <laughs> videos, check out the Game Theorist playlist on Pokemon Theories. They're, some of them are pretty good. Yeah, um, well, definitely. He went and figured out how old Ash is in the anime. <laughs> and it's wow. ridiculous Jeez. all the work that he put into doing this. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a question that needed answered when we get down to the, the bottom of it. Uh, the show's been going on for like 20 seasons and he's like, just eternally 10 years old right <laughs> it's like uh yeah there's a lot of adventures yes yeah and, and can we just talk about that real quick like what kind of world is this like <laughs> i'm 10 yeah. years old and my mom just like get You're out free. of the house get out get, go go on your pokemon journey you waste of space why are you still playing on your snes up in your room like a loser right. well if it's all a dream yeah, uh, he like he like he like fell down, hit his head on a rock in a field, and it's all just a very lucid dream. Fever, yeah, lucid fever dream. Yeah, yeah, that would be that sounds way more uh, logical than sending a ten year old to yeah. travel the world alone, right? And try to catch all of the wildlife. <laughs> the very last Pokemon, anything, it's gonna end with that. He's just gonna be waking up, and it's gonna be his mom being like. Get home or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. like dinner, it's dinner. Like Pokemon breakfast. don't even yeah. exist. Like he just yeah. wakes up and he's just like a regular person in our world. <laughs> yeah. He fell asleep watching Digimon or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that would be great. Uh, anyways, uh, speaking of the Switch though, um I really want kind of like want to get one for that Arceus game or or however you want to pronounce it, but the new Pokemon that's coming out that's like open world. Yeah, it looks cool. Is is it like open world and feudal feudal Japan? I think something like that. Yeah, yeah, it looked really cool. I yeah, I never even heard of the studio that was making it though. But 
it looks cool, but I think you should maybe wait for the switch because if we get to like my E3 predictions, I think we're going to, those are going to be dropping in price here soon. So yeah, be the perfect time. I feel like somebody literally told me that today. Was it you? Maybe might've been, I don't think so though. Oh, maybe it's my, maybe it's my brother-in-law. Anyways, I think it's the closest game that I'm going to get to my dream Pokemon game. So right. I'm hype about it. Uh, oh yeah, that was your dream. Like open yeah, world Pokemon game. Yeah. 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 All I had to do your is pitch. make it an MMO. An open world. Right. Oh, that's what MMO. it was. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. uh this is probably as close as I'm gonna get. So never know. know. It's tempting, but let's be real. I'll just get it and then I'll never play it. And instead I'll be grinding out also yeah, yeah. trees. <laughs> that's what I was gonna yeah. say. Chopping trees. Sitting down here fishing in New Looking World for, for three hours a night. <laughs> I got some ginger. I need to get some salmon so I can bought make a switch, a bought the meal. game, bought yeah. all the stuff, <coughs> playing the alpha of New World, right yeah. for free. <laughs> because by the time that Pokemon game comes out, it, New World still wouldn't have been released. Nah, <laughs> yeah, it's in true. its like fourth alpha. Um, yeah, yeah. Hey, sometimes you just gotta be honest with yourself. Which, by the way, I have snuck in like two or three League of Legends games, but uh, oh no. But oh no, I seriously right. have not played League of Legends for like three months. I mean, I, I I will say I'm proud of you for that, but you've just kind of replaced them with yeah, the yeah. same kind of stuff, you <laughs> yeah, know. It, so it Valheim <laughs> broke the the League of Legends addiction, but then I had a crippling Valheim addiction. Right, right. <laughs> and New <laughs> World has, has broke my Valheim addiction, but now my New World addiction is nowhere near as close as Valheim, though. Um. I was going to say, we should just uh, start up a new seed, and I think I'll play again. No, we got to finish the canal. <laughs> no, oh, gosh, the canal. To. No. That tower. Let it die. So no, <laughs> I don't want to. I need new geography. Dude, one of these days, we're going to have to throw up uh, Valheim on the side of the screen here while we're talking and walk people through the canal, because it's quite, it's an impressive thing that we did that's probably the best thing we could do actually um to just like document that yeah it started out a little stream i don't even <laughs> think it like made it all the way from one end of the land yeah, to the it, other it did but barely uh, we like dug it out made it super wide and then like yeah way too many lighting fixtures it's a thing <laughs> <laughs> there's like four lighthouses two castles <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Uh, it was super pool. fun. I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> with a swimming board. pool, <laughs> got a diving board. Uh, it's ridiculous. You got anything else, Chad? No, I mean, I, I think I like briefly touched that I reviewed Returnal prior to playing Mass Effect and stuff, which is the new PS5 exclusive from, um, really dropping the uh house mark which is the resogun kind of arcade developer mm. and they kind of increased their capacity to make really cool games and kind of jumped out of the arcade realm and moved into a third person shooter procedurally generated game that i absolutely love they gave it a 90 percent on downright creepy 
I think it's uh, it's the right path for them to be going if they're trying to get out of the arcade realm with still keeping that kind of arcade DNA to them. Mm-hmm. And it's just a really addicting loop of of gameplay. And the I wasn't really too sold on the procedurally generated stuff, which is basically when you die, you lose everything and the world changes. So it's mm-hmm. like different every single time that you go into it but they made it kind of part of the story and why it's happening and stuff. And I thought it was, I thought it was super cool. It's, it's frustrating. Don't get me wrong. I mean, (laughs) I got very frustrated with that game because it's very difficult on top of being procedurally generated. So it's kind of split in half. There's, there's uh, what'd you say? Like Nick would hate it. Yeah, probably. Turn on one shot kills. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You can't do that. It's, it, it it's just annoying because your your entire run through these so the the way it's set up is there's six biomes which are basically different areas on this planet that you crash land on each of the biomes is different and then you have to make it for the through the first three and you get a checkpoint of sorts hmm. so if you die three quarters of the way through the third one you go all the way back to the first one however if you beat the bosses there's a boss at the end of each biome you don't have to replay those so you're not like constantly replaying boss fights over and over which i thought was cool but it just kind of drug the game out i think i put probably 50 hours into it and it wasn't because there was you know there's a lot of content in it but a lot of it was me dying and restarting and yeah. you know then doing it, it it would always be like you'd get a good run get to the you know almost to the end of the third biome die and then you'd have 15 runs where you just can't find any good weapons you can't find any good upgrades and it's you know i i thought i thought the way that they handled it was good though and and it's the first procedurally generated game i've ever played the first roguelike that i've ever played so yeah, I mean, I I ended up enjoying it in the end, and I think it's a it's a good way for them to go if they're trying to get out of the arcade, you know, side-scrolling shooter realm. Right. Um, <clears throat> man, there's something I was gonna say. I totally forget. Sounds like Valheim. Six yeah. biomes, boss in every biome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I'm once joke, you but that that was that was next on my list. Oh, it was. Spoiler. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, it was the very first game that I ever reviewed, which was, you know, kind of intense for me. So I right. really sunk my teeth into it, and I was like taking notes and stuff, and, you know, I ended up giving it ninety percent which is on a hundred percent scale, which they use on downright creepy. And I stand behind that. I think it was an awesome game. I don't know that it's a game that is like ghost of Tsushima or Sekiro or right. some of these uncharted where I'll go back to it ever. I, I don't know that I'll ever replay it, but That's it was, was a, yeah, I would be so bad at, at like making actual reviews for things because yeah. I just find reasons why I like stuff. Right. <laughs> because right. I don't like to like, I used to be, you know, I used to, you know, spend time picking things apart, but now I just want to enjoy things. So I'm always, even if it's something that like I didn't enjoy a ton, I'd just be like, yeah, it's, it's good. I liked, I really right. liked this instead yeah. of being like, but they could I, do this or this or this better. Yeah. Um, it has to be like 
really bad for me to be like, okay, this was not good. Right. So the... if I were like writing reviews for like you're doing, like every game would just be like, yeah, yeah. 95. Yeah. That was really cool. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like everyone else is like, this game was terrible. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> you're the manifestation of the, the Steam comment where it's like, oh yeah, bad review, but has 5,000 hours on the game. Yeah. Clearly yeah. doesn't like it. Yeah. Mike's just like, nope, played 1,000 hours. Love it. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the greatest. Um, yeah. Uh, I would yeah. be really bad at that. <laughs> it, it, was definitely, it was definitely tough because I've never done, I mean, I've, I've always like reviewed games in my head when i played Mm -hmm. them but i never was able to put that down on paper and translate it into a written review and i'm 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 relatively good at writing i think and it's kind of naturally natural for me to write so that made the review a lot easier to do nice and just you know taking notes throughout of what i liked what i didn't like and just putting it all together it wasn't as hard as i made it in my head when i was going into the initial you know, yeah. starting the game to review, I was like, this is going to be, you know, really hard. I'm going to have to really break down everything. And it really wasn't. It was, you know, the the review came together very naturally once I finished the game. Oh, nice. I feel like I would need to have, like, write out, uh, like, criteria of sorts. Yeah. To, like, make me think of, like, okay, what should I be looking at, you know, if I'm, like, reviewing this show or movie or game or something. Right. To, like, help you know i don't know make me focus on certain things and then like help prompt me um i think yeah i think that's where though reviews can go wrong and all of a sudden you become like like a a critic because i I don't i don't believe in going into things looking for things i'd rather just go into a blank and just see what comes out of it because otherwise you're looking for things that might not even be there right um and that's just not fair to the yeah. game but that leans into our natural like you said mike we just kind of say this is what we like about it and we yeah. think it's okay exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah and you know it's bad if i like yeah have anything negative to say about yeah. it You're like, oh wow that was pretty <laughs> terrible <laughs> yeah i didn't really i didn't really set any kind of like specific criteria i went into it just you know knowing that i needed to pay attention to gameplay and sound and the yeah. typical review stuff and then yeah. just kept notes with it and yeah it, yeah, it was it, like i said it it was much easier than i had anticipated it being and yeah. that might just be because i'm you know i love games and i love talking about games <laughs> and i love writing about games so it's you know it's natural right. well we uh, did we talk about this last episode nick where like because of the podcast we just naturally are watching things in a different lens yeah um we're, we're being more thoughtful about the things that yeah we, so i we feel watch. like you know that could bleed into gameplay too now yeah um just when we talk about it and then it's like oh we talked about that once and now it's happening or it's happening right. again or yeah. something like that yep like for now like sound is always gonna it's gonna be top mind all the time just be like all oh, the sound sucks in this yeah <laughs> how does this tree sound as it's falling over after i've yeah. slain it <laughs> about a four out of ten <laughs> Yeah, uh, about a four out of New World. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I love chopping down trees in video games, but literally, it's, odd. it's, it's, it's odd, like but... crack. <laughs> like... <laughs> Resource gather. Yes. Um, do you have any other games, Nick? Or 
I mean, I know um, you don't play video games anymore, so the fact that you had what two was impressive. Hey, come on! I fired up. <laughs> I fired up Republic Commando, um, okay. Star Wars Republic Commando, because nice. it was just sitting in my Steam library, and they recently did the re-release the, on it. The re-release, um, slight polish, just because you know it's been officially ported to the newer system. So I was here and get some natural betterness with it so i'm just playing on pc it's obviously like the original um but yeah that, that's just like a good classic fun game i think we talked about that on like uh, a previous what's playing when we're on a star wars kick yeah um and then i i have like a game that i'm anticipating that was recently announced and that could kind of spill into another discussion here yeah. with the yeah. upcoming event yeah that happens occasionally every year <laughs> um but i'm looking forward to battlefield 2042 yeah man because it's going back to the 128 people player battlefield and i think of 2142 because that was the first one i played right and that game was uh, and that that was just insane it, it was almost like busted or on the PC, it was busted for sure. Um, performance wise and a ton of other things when you had like 64 people in the like small building, like the choke point at the uh, end of a match, like it was so broken, but it was still so fun because it was just pure chaos. <laughs> right. Was was that the one where you could like switch like in single player, you could switch between soldiers like just zoom to them and pick up the yep. random soldier. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. I yeah. I, I don't know that I played it. That was there a multiplayer? There, uh, I assume well, there was. It was multiplayer. Yeah, no, that one was huge on the multiplayer. Maybe yeah. you're thinking of a different one. I was thinking you were saying like when you died, you could mm -hmm. switch around to different people and like watch what they're doing. No, no, no. This was this one was I cannot. I I, I think it was Battlefield, but this one was you would jump from you could like see a soldier across the field and then you could jump to that soldier oh. and become that soldier and start fighting with that soldier yeah, i think sure. it was 2042 i could be wrong but yeah I, I i i haven't i played i loved battlefield 4 that was like my multiplayer shooter i love sniping in battlefield 4 it's like one of the best feeling sniping games ever two and three for me yeah yeah there yeah and and i think three was really good too and four yeah. four had the problem of being somewhat broken when it released so that's kind of what held it back to, for me so i think three if i had to pick one would be my game to go but it's exciting to see them get back to a modern era of even though it's you know somewhat in the future it's at least you know somewhat modern versus their you know world war one and world war two games which i played and just couldn't get into and we talked about it before on here where Battlefield 5 didn't even feel like a World War II game. Like, I was so yeah. amped for that game because I think there was like a Battlefield 1942, maybe, or 1940-something. Yep. Yeah. And that game was so fun, man. There was only like five maps or something ridiculous. And it was just like, it might have even been free to play or like super cheap or something. But mm. it's... I was it just was, worried they were veering into like kind of Call of Duty. Like, yeah, right reflection or just like copying that like i i, I want i want to go back to just like they, they've always had the really big battlefields but yeah still like i just felt like the the 
the the core was shifting away from that. So now that they're going back this way, I, I'm really happy about that. Yeah, I think the you know it, the they're bringing back the like the maps that change throughout the the match, where like Battlefield Four had the big building that you could collapse. And yeah. that, that stuff was so cool, man. And I am glad they're bringing it back. I hope the sniping feels right in this game where you've got like the bullet drop and all that stuff. Cause there's, there's really no better feeling in a shooter for me than <laughs> sniping someone across the map on battlefield four and like you aim a thousand meters or yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And you're aiming like so far, you can barely even see the dude and you, you know, <laughs> so far up, you can barely even see him. So I'm excited. I'm also excited because they announced that there's going to be bots in it. And that's like my old man thing that I love where I just want to play with bots now, like the Call of Duties. If I'm going to play them, I'd rather just play multiplayer with bots. So I'm super excited. I've wanted that in Battlefield for a very, very long time and they're doing it. I'm hoping that I can have 120 something other bots in there with me and just, (laughs) you know, decimate them with my sniper. So it's definitely going to be a pickup for me, too. Yeah. Yeah. Sniping. Yeah, definitely. Like two was. Uh, I played that with some buddies in college and like we just played the crap out of two and we all had our, our niche and then like we played a ton of three and like three was the one like really where honed in on the skills and like being good like right. legitimately good at the game and I do miss that so I guess I'm just like MMOs I'm hoping maybe like this might be my re-entry into being like good at a shooter which yeah. I, I, I I teased a little bit with like um, Battlefront 2, the, the newest one there, um, but still never really like fully realized my potential there. Just too much, too much, too many sweaties. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played a shooter in quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like the probably the genre I play the least. But I'm always like, you know, ready for the next one. And, I, and I've and i been waiting for Battlefield to get back to a modern era. And, and I've also been waiting for them to put bots in. So, like, I've been complaining about this for a while and now they're doing it. So I, like, feel like I have to buy it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. they're at least listening to their their people. They're listening they're to saying. you. They're listening to me. <laughs> I said, bring back the, the you know, map you know, this, the buildings collapsing and the destructible environments and the modern era and put bots in it. And that's seemingly what they did. So <laughs> nice. Check, check, check. All of Chad's boxes are checked. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, uh, you know, haven't really been playing Valheim that much, but I have been playing it slowly, still gathering resources, waiting for Nick to come on <laughs> to help me finish this tower in the canal. Can't pull him off of Uncharted now, man. It's it's <laughs> Valheim's over until Uncharted's yeah. finished. He was real <laughs> real life Valheiming in his backyard. Still am. <laughs> Still ongoing. Yep. Um I'm gonna go do that right now. <laughs> See you guys Turn on later. the lights. Uh but yeah, so I think that does it for our portion, unless you guys have any others. Uh and then we can move on to listener comments because we do have a few of those. Um as as we always do, throw up the topic for the week's episode in our Answer the Boys channel in Discord. Uh, shout out Discord. Uh, if you are not a member, what are you doing with your life? Please, like, get with it. Get out from under that rock that you're living under. <laughs> Join our Discord. 
and become an active member of the Showboys community. Uh, but yeah, so threw this out to the Discord and we have some replies. So, of course, a- an answer of the boys mainstay, Mel, she says, I've been playing the Mass Effect Legendary Edition almost exclusively. Maybe a little bit of Pokemon Snap, uh, the new one, and Breath of the Wild on my Switch, but not so much since Mass Effect came out. It's always been one of my favorite game trilogies, and the updated graphics, particularly in the first game, are absolutely gorgeous. They also updated a lot of the controls and made the vehicle in the first much easier to drive, which is a huge improvement over the original release. So you're not alone, Chad. I agree with all of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, And another, uh, you know, heavy hitter in our answer the boys uh and just in discord in general uh the one and only og bb8 she says recently started super mario 64 on the n64 and attempt to 100 the game then realized that there was a newer version for the switch super mario 3d all-stars which also included super mario galaxy which i had never played before so then i started that and i freaking love it I've been going back and forth between the two pretty consistently. Also, Destiny 2, because I sold my soul to it, and it forever sucks me back in. But I've been really enjoying the new content. The developers have followed through on some changes suggested by the community, which gives me hope that they will continue to do so. New customization interface, new game modes that pertain to the seasonal storyline. This season's event override has been pretty fun. Also that they have found a way to stretch the seasonal storyline out a bit so you can't grind through it all in one day. Seasonal challenges that encourage you to explore other game modes, loadouts, and gift decent rewards. Lots of little improvements. And based on Chad's recommendation, shout out Chad, uh, I started Control. Uh, Which, hey, uh, you know, I don't want to be that guy. But, I mean, there were two other people on that episode in which we talked about control. Just saying. Uh, anyways, really digging it so far. Love the psychological and lightweight creepy vibe about the game. Game I'm wanting to try soon, Resident Evil Village. Um, as always, super thorough comment there from, from Bianca. Uh, but, yeah, on her control thing, uh, I sent this in our little group text today. Um, so Chad has brought up the SCP, uh, during our control episode, and then he's brought it up on his podcast. That's strange before. And, uh, before you mentioned it on that strange, I had never heard of it. And then when you mentioned it here, I had only heard of it from what you said on that strange. Um, but, uh, I was watching, uh, one of my favorite YouTubers, Wendigoon. And he has like loads of iceberg videos. And uh, if you aren't familiar with the iceberg videos, go look them up. Uh, It's basically a tier list. Um, But he has an iceberg video on the SCP. And so I threw that on. It's like, you know, 50 minutes long. And uh, yeah, just hearing the explanation of what the SCP is. And then him going through a bunch of the theories and stories. Um it's super cool and i'm just like okay control is 100% just a a video game reimagining of the scp and that made yeah. control so much cooler in my eyes right um cuz now that's all i can think about <laughs> yeah yeah 
It's definitely. Uh, I mean, I don't know that that it's been officially said that that, that was their inspiration behind it, mm-hmm. but it's very clear. That yeah, I, you know be, what I mean. It's very clear. <laughs> they would have to provide some pretty uh, strong evidence to convince Against me otherwise. It. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> <laughs> it literally is like, yeah, the Federal Bureau of Control is definitely a part of the scp for sure <laughs> like, for sure <laughs> there is there is no denying that now so yep. bianca if you're listening and you don't know what the scp is uh, i highly recommend wendy goon's video on it shout out wendy um i think hey, it'll make control so much cooler for you yeah if you yeah. have some baseline of what the scp is yeah and if you watch that like alongside playing through the game there and and read some of the things on there you can it's very deep the amount of stuff that's on that scp foundation so yeah you can can find yourself lost in there for sure just that whole project is very cool for such a cool concept like the largest writing collaboration like ever basically yep (laughs) um yeah so moving on pm fusion He says, I just got done with playing through the entire Devil May Cry franchise. Took some time, but I got to say that it's now become one of my all-time favorite franchises. Despite the franchise being a bit rocky as far as the games go, as a whole, I think it's pretty solid. And the games that I do like are very fun. The two biggest things that gripped me, I'm pretty sure gripped me, were the stellar gameplay throughout the franchise, minus Devil May Cry 2 because it's a bit of a mess. And the pure absurdity of the game's cutscenes and characters. Not to mention that the difficulty is a solid example of tough but fair, presenting plenty of challenge but giving you all the necessary tools to deal with every challenge. Overall, I'd say if you enjoy action, hack and slash games with enough craziness to at the very least give you a chuckle, a game like this is right up your alley. Also, anyone... If anyone wants a good starting point in the franchise, I'd say start with Devil May Cry 3. It's the hardest one, but has some of the best mechanics and is technically the first game, canonically speaking. So, yeah, I I wanted to. I played the original Devil May Cry way back. I think it came out in like 2001. So I probably played it at launch. And I, I think right before we decided to play Control for that episode i was like in a game gap where I, I had nothing to play and i was trying and i almost picked up devil may cry 5 the newest one and that probably will be in the card some some place in the future after i finish ghost of tsushima for the third time i think i might just be as bad with mike i just keep reading instead of playing like valheim and league of legends aimlessly i just replay games aimlessly yeah. like games that i've already beaten multiple times yeah get off my back bro um yeah you just don't do it all in like chunks of time you do it right like spread out so you make people think you play a bunch of different yeah. games but you just keep coming back yeah um i see what you're doing uh but yeah thank you guys so much for uh chiming in we always appreciate uh, your replies to the answer the boys topic and it's always fun to read them and then talk about them on the show so thank you guys so much um, as always we will be picking our favorite comment and awarding you with an oh so important discord award that you you know, must desire having 
because they're so amazing <laughs> and important. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, you guys have any other things to add before we kind of wrap up here and, you know, give a little tease about what next week, you know, we have a couple cool episodes, you know, coming down the pipe here. Yeah, um, I, uh, let's do, let's at least talk about E3. Let me run through my predictions. We're already at two hours, so I'll run through them relatively quick because I have a lot of them. Sweet. Um, that way, three hours later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that way, that way. When we come back next week, we can at least see if I should keep doing this or if I should just keep calling out shoddy police work on murder cases when where they, you know, got innocent people in jail for no reason. I mean, he was covered in her blood, but I still don't think that makes him a murderer. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I had to. <laughs> Oh, that was great. <laughs> so, so f- for anybody not in the know, I obviously we talk about that. I write on downright creepy. I applied for media credentials for E3 this year, which was like a whole process to to go through, and I didn't really think that I was gonna qualify for it, and I ended up qualifying for it. So I got media credentials for E3. So I got access to. Unfortunately, this year it's all digital. It's on an app and a portal and they've got videos and booths and stuff on there that you can go through. And then when they start doing the press conferences, it will be all on there. But the big thing for me, at least, is I've it, it's always been a dream of mine to go to E3. And it's always been a dream of mine to go to E3 as media because I think that's so cool. Yeah, and now, now I've been approved. So seemingly, I, I mean, I would get approved for a live one too, I would imagine. So hopefully... If all goes well next year, there will be a live one, and I will be yes. there, hopefully. Yes, and we will have a a live show, boys, Booth. the entire yes. weekend. <laughs> Chad will, will not yep. stop streaming <laughs> and recording from the time he gets there to the time he leaves. Right. I just picture a manic, a, a manic Chad, just like, yeah. just like <laughs> sweating and, and forth, like yelling like into every... the camera. Like, Guys, they just announced. <laughs> it's like Blair Witch when it's all like good stuff, found, but he found, still has like the snot bubble. Because yeah. he's so excited. <laughs> God. I almost got trampled, but I oh. have this merch. <laughs> Uh, but that's so exciting and like so cool. When you posted that in Discord, I was immediately super happy for you. Yeah, like, man. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, I was super amped. It, it started kind of like a, as a joke between Tim and I, who runs Downright Creepy. I was like, hey, you think we can get me media credit, you know, on the media list for E3? He was like, here, fill this out and we'll see. And I ended <laughs> up getting it. So, so yes. I'm super excited. But the good news, at least for Showboys, is that unfortunately with Downright Creepy, I'm kind of locked to horror and sci-fi games for writing on there whereas here i'm not on that you know what what, what would that be restriction i guess yes. so most of the e3 news you're going to get from me at least is probably going to be on showboys because there's only so many horror and sci-fi hey oh you heard it here first tune in to showboys for all of your e3 uh, exclusive. exclusive content <laughs> uh, because we are the only platform in existence that will be covering e3 valid that's true chad he is trying to be the only person covering e3 so only one you have to tune in here 
So I'm a, I I made some predictions here. A lot of them are pretty obvious. A lot of them are crazy. And I'm just gonna go through them quickly because we're already at two hours here. So I Time got them is, broke. It's no no matter for the show boys. <laughs> I got them broke down to the different developers. So the first one I have is Xbox and Bethesda. Xbox obviously bought Bethesda. Their big their big press conference this year is both of them together, where they're gonna show off a bunch of games. I know a lot of people on PlayStation are upset about Bethesda going to Xbox. They can have them as far as I'm concerned. I personally feel their games are largely overrated and broken most of the time when they come out. But for their, for, yeah, yeah, I know, I know that's, that's, that's like a hard hitting thing to say. (laughs) All about the spicy takes here. So so for their, for their press conference, obviously I think we're going to see halo infinite for anybody that's interested okay. in halo i'm hoping that it looks a lot better than it did the first time that it came out because it's just didn't have that Ooh, you know, re-releasing shine, games twice tight shine so bethesda i think we're gonna get starfield which is their space game that they teased i think last year at e3 i think we're probably going to get at least a trailer for it if not a release date I think it will be an Xbox exclusive. I think everything Bethesda is going to be exclusive to Xbox outside of, I think, Deathloop and Ghostwire, which are two games that are coming to PlayStation. But that was prior to the purchase of, of Bethesda, and there's no way Microsoft's going to let them put their their games over on PlayStation, I would imagine. Right. Right. But I, I'm that that one's probably at the top of my list for games I'm watching out for, even though I don't have an Xbox. But it, it looks super cool. It looks kind of... You know, like it could be Mass Effect-y. Uh, they, they reached out to SpaceX and Elon Musk for, you know, takes on future space exploration and stuff. So it should be cool. Nice. Next game from them is Indiana Jones, which I think they teased last year too. Yes, yes. I'm hoping that we get a trailer for that. And I'm hoping that it's Microsoft's answer to Uncharted, which I feel like it's really should be if it's not. I think I always think there's that's such a funny loop. Uh, like, so Uncharted is obviously just the reimagining of Tomb Raider, right? Like, it's just male Tomb Raider, yeah. Which Tomb Raider is just female Indiana Jones, right? And now right. Indiana Jones <laughs> is going to try to be like the next Tomb or Uncharted, and it's just like, yeah. What is this weird circle yeah. where it's, like it's, it's all been here? <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it's 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 definitely odd. Also, jump in wherever you want to jump in if you want to comment on something because I'm going to go through sure, this stuff sure, sure. relatively quickly. I don't want to cut you guys off. Will there be an Elder Scrolls? Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, I, I I could be wrong. We might get a little bit of a longer teaser. I think they teased it at least said it was in production with like a little panning shot last year. Mm-hmm. I think Fallout? they just no. I don't think we're going to see any Fallout stuff. I think that. If it, the the big one would be Elder Scrolls for me, Elder Scrolls Six. If they show something that we don't know about or we don't know a lot about, I think that's probably what it's going to be. I don't think it's going to happen because they've just got so many games in development that. Right. I I, I mean I know they're a just big studio. Just release it unfinished. Duh. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Typical I mean, Bethesda. Out last time, right? Yeah. Works out <laughs> in every one of their games apparently. <laughs> yeah, it's like I you know I I, I liked Elder Scrolls and I like fallout it's just they're just you know microsoft can have them for all i'm concerned i think we might get a brief appearance at the new fable put that put a pin into that one 
And then I think we're going to extensively see what Microsoft announced today, which was their new app that's going to be on TVs, preloaded on TVs. It will let you play Xbox games. So I'm sure they're going to dive into that pretty heavy. That's it for Bethesda Gross. and Xbox. I got one for X- Go for Microsoft. Um, Age of Empires 4. Hoping to see more of that being fleshed out. Um don't give me it's thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs <Mike>. up, man. <laughs> so there you go. Nick's Nick's guessing. What what what's your guess there, Mike? I don't have one. You know, I guess I play Microsoft games. Salad. I mean, I, I mean nobody nobody PC, does anymore, but, but I mean, it's fine. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. All my Microsoft uh stuff is lived vicariously through BioCiv. Yeah, right. <laughs> and there you go. I don't watch the streams anymore. <laughs> You're, you're gonna be fine because he's gonna record at yeah. at night now, and then you can just watch it on oh, rerun in the morning. Right. It's true. So you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. I promise. It'll be okay, Mike. That hole will be filled. Okay. <laughs> All right. My next one is Square <laughs> Enix. I think we're going to get a trailer for Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. I okay. think we're gonna see more add-ons for Marvel Avengers, maybe Spider-Man, probably Black Panther. Uh, and I think they released a trailer for Black Panther. How is that game doing, by the way? Uh, That's a game. So yeah, yeah. So Marvel has games. Yeah, and unfortunately, this is not one of their good games. I yeah. think that I liked it. I liked it. Okay, I played through it. I thought it was super cool. It had kind of a set PC storyline to it, but then it quickly became like destiny where you're replaying missions and it's like a looter i can't say looter shooter looter marvel avengers game and that's just not what i would have done with avengers you know you 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 would think they would make a heavy story driven single player game with avengers and that although at the beginning of it seems like that's what was going to happen it didn't really pan out that way gameplay wise it's awesome graphics wise it's awesome it's just not what i wanted from avengers gave me 20 hours of of joy and then i was bored with it hmm. i think we're going to get maybe a hint at a new kingdom hearts game from square enix i definitely think we're going to see more life is strange which is one of their their other games uh on top of the several Dragon Quest titles that are in development right now. And I think we're going to at least get a teaser for Final Fantasy 16. That one might be stretching a bit. Next one is Ubisoft. I'm not really expecting too much from Ubisoft this year. I think we're going to see a lot of Far Cry 6, which is their their newest game to, that that's coming out. Looks like Far Cry. I think you'll probably get maybe some DLC for Valhalla and watchdogs legions they have a free to play the division heartland game that i don't think you're going to see there but could be and then i really this one's really stretching and it i would like to get some sort of tease of the star wars game that they're working on mm. so oh, nice. the division developers massive are working on an open world star wars game allegedly sucks that it's at ubisoft because it's you know all their open world games feel kind of samey but and then beyond good and evil 2 makes its long way to return they they like tease that that game years ago and then it just went dark for whatever reason nice random thing about ubisoft uh that trailer i was talking about that i sent to cody about werewolves within uh 
Ubisoft is a part of that somehow. They're like, you know, logo flashed at the beginning huh. of the trailer. And I was like, yeah, I've never seen that before. <laughs> and that's a movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it was, odd. It was weird. But. I know that they're they're dabbling in movies because I know that the division is getting a Netflix movie. And oh, nice. They they during the Game Fest thing today, they showed like a Netflix teaser of all the game stuff they're working on, you know, Castlevania, Resident mm-hmm. Evil, all that stuff. And Splinter Cell was in there, which I thought was really exciting. I don't I don't ever remember hearing anything about that. Yeah. But it it was, you know, there wasn't any shots of it or anything. It was just the name, but yeah. That was pretty cool. I'm excited for the Resident Evil movie and the series. Yeah, me too. Series, series. Aren't there like two series coming? I I think there might be two coming out. Yeah. I I, I got excited for the live action because they showed like the RPD. Did you see this like set photo of the RPD? I was like, oh man, it looks just like it. Like maybe they're actually going to follow the games for once. And this doesn't suck. Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. So odd. So odd. Okay, my next one is Nintendo. I think we are finally going to get a deeper look at Breath of the Wild 2. I think it's a no-brainer for it to be here. If it's not there, there's obviously something majorly wrong with this game. I think you're also going to get maybe like a short teaser of Breath of the Wild 2 and then some more remasters of the older games, which they seem to be leaning into. I think we're going to get Metroid Prime 4 first time gameplay or trailer showing off it was announced back at e3 in 2017 18 maybe and then kind of went dark there from from there (laughs) and then i also think and i i kind of hinted at this earlier i think 100 we're going to see the new nintendo switch pro and i think that breath of the wild and metroid 4 are going to be launch titles for it I think they're both going to be on the older Switch too, but I think those are two, like if they come out with those two launch titles, people are going to go crazy. Unfortunately, Sony, as they often do here lately, is not at E3 this year. They'll probably do something maybe July, I would imagine, but we'll kind of touch on that later. We're going to leave that out. My hope and this is my like deep hatred for Microsoft. I hope that Nintendo, <laughs> that Nintendo like beats them this E3, and that would like yeah. complete my life because Nintendo can't seem to beat anybody, even though they have awesome games. Yeah. You know, it's gotta drop that that Arceus. You know, make yeah. some some massive Pokemon announcement yeah. or something, and then you win. I think uh, I think you're definitely gonna get some sort of trailer for that, if not gameplay for that too. And then the last couple I have here are just kind of miscellaneous and kind of hopeful stuff for me. I want to see, even though I don't see them anywhere on the press list at all, I want to see Grand Theft Auto 6 in some capacity. I think it's like well overdue. It's been seven years since Grand Theft Auto 5 came out. So crazy. And they're, they're, (laughs) and and don't get me wrong, like a lot of people are mad that they're just keep re releasing Grand Theft Auto 5. I'll buy it every time and I'll probably beat it every time. Okay. (laughs) So, so it's, you know, Oh, I can't I can't fault them for doing that because I'm buying it and so are a bunch of other people. So if you want to put a stand against it, stop buying Grand Theft Auto V on every platform <laughs> that you have. But I think it's 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 long overdue for at least a teaser of some sort or you mm. know, at least announcing that it's in development, something like that. I hope that we see their again porting 
Grand Theft Auto 5 onto the PS5, the new gen consoles, Series X and S. I hope that they take the multiplayer stuff from Grand Theft Auto Online and put it into single player, like all the cars and the guns and all that stuff, that would make it worth buying it for a fourth time for me. <laughs> either way, <laughs> either way, I'm going to probably buy that game regardless. I just, that's my hope because that stuff, a lot of that stuff is really, really cool and it's locked online, which I don't play a whole lot of. Now, this one, I actually... This was like my big, this one's going to be at E3, and it was actually, they showed a trailer of it today, and it's Elden Ring, which is the Dark Souls and Sekiro developer from Software, and it's a uh, Dark Souls-esque game with George R.R. Martin on the project, who's the writer for Game of Thrones, so he's doing writing and world building for the game. It's so been gonna get done. <laughs> yeah, I was right. say. <laughs> that's a, yeah. I mean, a lot of people were saying that, and a lot of people were saying that it wasn't even going to be at E3. And I was like, I think that it has to be at E3. And if it's not, again, like I said with Breath of the Wild, there's obviously something major wrong with with the game if it's taking this long. So but, Game of Thrones will never be done because if he's working other things, right? Yeah, good lord. Yeah, it's never going to get done. But. You know, I, I, I have a deep new passion for Dark Souls in the Sekiro game, so I'm super excited for this game. I love Game of Thrones. I love, you know, everything that he's written, so it it, lo- it looks really cool. They showed off a really extensive trailer that showed a lot more than anything before, and they put a release date of it on it, which was shocking, of January 22nd, so it's oh, not wow. that far away. <laughs> and then my final thing is for Sega... I think Sega is going to announce more Yakuza games coming for a Western release. I think they're going to release the two feudal Japan spinoffs following the success of Sekiro and Ghost of Tsushima. I think it's been teased that they're going to release those games. I hope they do because I really want to play them and they're only locked, they're region locked into Japan right now. So you can't even get a translated version of them. Hmm. So I'm hoping that's my like, you know, ace and a hole personally. So those are my predictions for E3 and we'll come back next week and talk about everything and see if I was wrong or right. That's right. So, uh, I think those are all fair and exciting. Uh, you know what would be cool? What if you posted those in, uh, the what's playing channel or whatever, so we can have, uh, so everyone can judge your written record. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so like you said, uh, next week we're going to have uh, a special What's Playing episode. So we're going to have back-to-back What's Playings for you guys. Uh, and we're going to exclusively cover E3. Well, Chad's going to cover E3, and Nick and I are going to react and say probably dumb Yay, stuff. That doesn't boo. make sense. Um, <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so E3 is the 12th through the 15th, and then next Thursday is the 17th. So you're going to get, you know, fresh off the press, you know, two days after the event ends. Um, so that should be really fun. I'm really excited about that. Uh, do you think, because um, like Sony does their own thing, right? So do you think, uh, well, Nintendo also does their own thing. But then they also I mean they all game. they all relatively do their own thing at some point throughout the year. Yeah. But it used to always be Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo were always right. at E3 competing with each other. 
And then I don't know if PlayStation just was like, uh, we want to announce our stuff when we want to announce it, and we want to do our own, yeah. you know, yeah. press conference I'll away like from that. E3, and to kind of not fall into the shadow of E3 and everything else that's being announced. Mm-hmm. So I, I I like the the Sony plan. I know a lot of people hate that they haven't been at the past couple E3s, right? But I, I like it. I think that it gives them you know, time to get out of that shadow of Microsoft announcing whatever they're announcing and all that. I yeah. did love, you know, when they announced the PS4 and the Xbox One, it like Microsoft just got slaughtered that E3. I mean, it was a, <laughs> the PS4 was $100 cheaper, had way cooler games, and yeah. Microsoft showed like one game and then all TV apps. And it was like a oh, great, so it's like one of the best <laughs> E3s I've ever watched. And I, I, I do miss that. And that's why I'm like yeah. secretly hoping Nintendo does that to Microsoft this year when they're showing off their TV app. Yeah. But, I think uh, I think Nintendo is just now going to add like Wi-Fi to their system, so I don't know. Fingers crossed. Yeah, uh, might actually be able to. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo's like. Joke, by the way, Nintendo's really <laughs> weird because they're like. I almost don't see them as a video game company. They're just like a toy company that makes toys for the people that like their toys. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't ever really feel the need to to be above and beyond or at the front line of gaming or anything yeah. you know they're just well, like, they got mario they got zelda they got smash brothers and they're, they're just gonna weird keep... they'll like you know make the wii you know which revolutionized things with the motion control right? yeah but like you couldn't get online like right you couldn't watch netflix or like connect yeah. to the internet on yeah they're definitely weird toy. i mean it's like, yeah. you're, you're yeah. like generations ahead but then also like generations behind right. on the same yeah. console it's so weird. yeah i think the i think for me the weird decision started at the 64 with like that really obscure odd controller and then they just never stopped making weird decisions <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. and they kind of they kind of got their footing under them with the wii but yeah. i think they got their footing under them because you know, my grandma bought a Wii. Like everybody was buying Wiis. Yep. That's why they got their footing under them. Now I think that with the Switch, they're on the right path. This is yep. what I want from Nintendo. This is what they should be. So I, I got high hopes for the Pro. And just and, wait. Sony's going to announce that they're putting Discord and everything. And then we're yep. going to be able to video call through Discord and do yep. everything through Discord. And you can have Showboys on your PlayStation. Yeah. Which is awesome. Where else yeah. would you want us? It makes me really happy because I think the original, the original uh, story was that they were going to partner with Microsoft Discord. I know, and correct. Me so sad. And then yeah. they said, yeah, and then they said, we're not, yeah, we're not going to partner with Microsoft. And then like a week later, they're like, Sony oh, hey, swooped we're, in, we're, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, money. So happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's happy. pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, so make sure you guys tune in for that. Uh, that'll be really fun. Um, and then. The following week, the 24th, we have such a fun episode uh, planned. I don't want to give away any spoilies yet, but um, yeah, I am so stoked. I had a moment. Mike's so excited. You have no idea. (laughs) Um, Well, I'll just explain it. So you know how you're, you're talking about your E3 moment, Chad, of like applying and then not thinking you would hear anything back. Well, so... For Showboys, you know, we're we're a small podcast. We're still growing. Um, ma- largely, our guests uh, are our friends, people we know, 
right? But also have valuable input in the topics that we're talking about. Uh, we've branched out and had, uh, you know, people we didn't know personally, but like other podcasters or people in, you know, the realm of what we're doing on the show, like the scene snobs guys, like now, now I, they are friends of mine, but you know, I didn't know them personally before they came on the show and whatnot. Uh, our, our friends at be hero didn't know them until we collaborated on things. Um, and I've always been kind of afraid to reach out to, I don't know, say like a director or an actor, obviously, because why on earth would anyone <laughs> that has any clout in their realm want to come on our show because yeah. we're nobody, right? Uh, so I'll just be like watching YouTube and be like, oh, I really like this creator. I'm going to shoot them an, <laughs> an email from our podcast email and see if they want to come on. I've done it a handful of times, obviously, never hear anything back because, of course, why would you? Uh, but I did this last week um, watching some, I was watching, I forget what video I was watching, but I was watching a Wendigoon video. And I was like, I, th I would really like to talk to this guy. Uh, so let's send him an email. So I sent him an email and like 30 minutes later, I get a reply. He's like, yeah, that sounds really cool. What, when do you want to do this? And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody replied and they said yes. Like, what's going on here? So, so yeah. So on the twenty fourth, Wendigoon will be coming on the show and chatting with us, and uh, I'm super stoked about it. And you know, following an E three episode, we got a, a couple uh, weeks here of really fun episodes. That is, if my child does not come and you know, <laughs> my wife does not give birth to our third child before then. Um, right. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, those are the tentative plans, but they're exciting nonetheless. Uh, even if my child does come, that's exciting too. Um, <laughs> and just throwing this out there, the 24th is also my birthday. So if you uh, want to do me a solid, even now as an early birthday present, uh, if you're watching a live stream or watching this on YouTube later after the fact, consider subscribing. Um you know, whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. Uh, if you like what you heard, you know, please like, rate, review. Um, thank you for tuning in tonight. And uh, I will be uh, putting a P.O. Box address in our Discord for anyone who wants to mail me uh, any birthday gifts. You have two weeks. Um, <laughs> you've been uh, informed now. Uh, any any quadruple X hoodies that he can yeah, wear, maybe? Exactly. <laughs> I'm always looking for new podcasting uniforms. So if you want to send me a hoodie uh, with your likeness on it, you know, just put like your face here. I don't care. I'll wear it. Uh, I also accept uh, cash, check, <laughs> uh, even money order. I don't care. Um, anyways. This is a terrible bit, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize it's gone on this long. <laughs> but yes, thank you for tuning in tonight. Uh, thank you to those who uh, stopped in in the live stream. Thank you to those who uh, answer answer the boy topic in Discord. Um, yeah, until next week. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs>